0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
1: All right, let's roll. The Wednesday edition. Game Time Decisions Radio, Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage. Sitting alongside the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Countdown is on. First pitch. Opening day. Major League Baseball opens up on Thursday, just like they always uh, do it. Tradition, (laughs) baby. Tradition. Full slate of baseball on Thursday. Thursday afternoon. Thursday evening. Thursday night. No rest for the wicked, buddy. We'll run down uh, the numbers and the odds, actually, for all the games uh, tomorrow. We've got baseball fever. Although we're talking basketball with Mark uh, Lords We'll talk a little uh, baseball with Mark Lords uh, as uh, well. Uh, Lou from will uh, Gamble.com uh, will join us. Uh, Lou uh, likes to bet on MMA, UFC. He likes to bet on NFL football. He likes to uh, bet uh, on NHL hockey. And he likes to go to Arizona Diamondback Games and get drunk on Wednesday afternoons. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, they only play... You know, because Lou, Lou joins uh, Lou's been joining me every Wednesday for years. And the only time he can't do it is whenever the D-backs are playing a Wednesday afternoon game, which is kind of like once a month. So he doesn't like to miss it. There's only like, you know, six of them a year. That's his party. Yeah. The afternoon <laughs> to me, that's like season openers, Cam. They shouldn't be at any time. Like the Toronto Blue Jays are opening up uh, against uh, the Yankees at three thirty in the afternoon. That that's cool. That's yeah. that's good. Normally the Jays do the night uh, opener. I hate it. One thing that the Jays are doing uh, for their opener uh, this year against the New York Yankees, Yankees and uh, Jay Severino versus Jay Happ. I think the Jays might be a live dog uh, actually in this baseball game, even though I'm kind of uh, down on the Jays a little bit. Although you know what, I think they've they got a buff lineup. But I was at uh, I was at a Boston Red Sox Toronto Blue Jay season opener many years ago, and uh, Slash performed the national anthem. Nice, just shredding. Yeah, I had the Trailer Park Boys on the show. This was out of time. Think about it, how different and of an era it was. Cam, I came up. I was doing. Uh, I was doing like stuff in Montreal, covering the expos and stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check out this. Uh, you know, the the Boston Red Sox and the Blue Jays home opener. The Raptors were playing. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go check all this stuff out. I actually did my radio show at the Fat Five Ninety Studios. Really? Wow, those are the days. Like I was actually <laughs> yeah, like in there. I was welcome enough yeah. that they were like, "Yeah, yeah, Morenci's coming up from Montreal. He's going to use our studio." I was like, "Hey, Mike Hogan, how you doing, buddy?" Yeah. You know, Storm and Norm, and uh, you know all the Norm Rumack <laughs> Late Night Vampire. Yes, I was in, and that was Nelson Millman. Nice man, Nelson yeah, Millman. He was. Now, uh, now uh, Greg Sansoni runs that place, and uh, Greg Sansoni's not a nice man. But uh, that's besides the point.
0: I don't think uh, if, I have, if
1: we went on the property, uh, they might they might throw me in cuffs. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do to you. Greg's a nice guy, but he's a bad guy. Like Greg's a nice guy, like you know, Greg's not like a horrible person. He's not pushing old ladies over no. in the middle of the street. You know, and actually, in an industry full of scumbags. He's not, like, sexually harassing interns. Oh, God, no. He's a family man. He's a bottom line man. Yeah, he's a family man, nice guy. But he also has no problem, like, just, you know, ruthlessly firing anybody. Has <laughs> yes, no I problem will, I, ending a friendship oh, after 20 years I with will, somebody. I will say
0: this, though. I will say this for <laughs> to, to climb the corporate ladder. I will say this for <laughs> Sansoni. When I, got, when I got let go, he called me in the morning to tell me it was coming, so I didn't flip out. <laughs> I was still, still in a meeting, though. I was flipping. I had I, 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 I smoke coming out my ears. The worst is, no, they do it, too. They do it when nobody's in a building,
1: so you just, like, you got nobody to talk to or whatever. Put your stuff in a box and head down to the bar. So, speaking of nice guys, <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero, hey. nice guy. Now, I cover the Montreal Expos, and... Um, I met all the major superstars of the era, and I covered baseball in the steroid era. So, like, Bonds, Sosa, McGuire, in that that era, and a lot of other big names. If you just name a baseball player to me, I'll tell you he's a jerk. Like, I'll go down the list. Tom Glavin, jerk. Uh, Maddox, jerks. Like, all the Braves were jerks. (laughs) Uh, Sammy Sosa, jerk. Really? Mark McGuire was all right, actually. He was nice to you? Well, not so much nice to me, but it was like, Mark McGuire, you can tell he wasn't an asshole. You know, but he was sort of overwhelmed by by everything. There was a lot of media around him. Barry Bonds was pretty scary because everyone, like, no one interviewed Barry Bonds. I was like, I'm not scared of Barry Bonds. Yeah. I'll go up to Barry Bonds. So <laughs> I walk up to Barry Bonds. I got within two feet of him. Dude just looked at me yeah. like he was going to crack my skull yeah. with a baseball bat. That's there. He's like, just keep walking. And I, like, I kept walking. <laughs> I kept walking. But Vladimir Guerrero, great guy. And it's amazing. To see his son right now, crush a baseball. Actually, and ESPN found a video. He put it one into the exact same seat as his father did. Wow! In the stadium, and which which is crazy though, is the way that he dropped the bat, the swing, and the crowd goes crazy. Thirty five thousand people in Montreal last night for a Toronto Blue Jay exhibition game. It's the most viewed. Preseason home run of all time. Vladimir Guerrero uh, beat it. It's got a million views on his Twitter account alone. Vladimir Senior, the father. Not to mention, it's just... For a preseason home run, the stadium went crazy. Can we think it's it a playoff? That's game? what I
0: said. I thought it feels like a playoff game, a World Series game. And when you look or at it, the Blue Jays yeah. bench, came I know up, everybody was, It like was freaking awesome. out. It didn't feel like an exhibition game. And I'll tell you, when you break down his swing, it's amazing. Like like father, like son. You want to talk about DNA and genetics? It is wild when you look at the angle of it, the violence of it. I'll tell you, I love Vladimir Jr. I'll tell you another thing. Dante Bichette's too. He's getting the organization. This blue Jays got a lot of these blue chippers uh, hanging
1: around. We're Is there get interesting. a third one? I think there might be a third one, there's, too. Right? I know it's there's there's Bichette, a third, there's Guerrero, a and... There's a third, second-generation player, actually, the in the Blue one. Jays uh, organization. I know Bichette, Listen, Guerrero. Listen, we've seen it before. Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr., yep. you know, dominant. Uh, Barry Bonds and uh, Bobby Bonds. Yep. Bobby. Bobby Bonds. I remember as a kid, and I don't know if Cardano's tuning in. We're of the same age group in Sincada stuff, but... Remember when we were kids, I had baseball cards that... I swear to God, every year, man, I had a Bobby Bonds card and it's on a new damn team every yeah. year, Kim. I have his pirates card with his like big mouth. Mal- yeah, yeah. yeah. Mal- he had a huge head. He had, like the, had great hair. We had the big afro. Oh, great for old. He had the big fro and he like stuffed the yeah. helmet on he top he sure of did. It, right? Just plopped it on. You know what I like in the old days in the seventies and the eighties? Other guys would wear the batting helmet in in the card shop. Exactly. <laughs> like they'd have the helmet on. Sort of like John Exactly, <laughs> John Ulroot. Although Ricky Ricky Henderson claims that the story's not true. Although, I don't really, it's hard to believe anything Ricky says. Not that Ricky's a liar, but I don't think he remembers half the things. But, of course, it's like John Olrude. of course, first baseman, World Series champions with the Toronto Blue Jays. Hard hat Johnny. Yeah, so I guess he had concussion issues and stuff. Correct. He couldn't get hit in the head with a line drive, so he played first base and he wore a batter's helmet at first base. So, um, I don't know, about eight years later, I guess uh, John Olrude. Was, uh, was on the Yankees, like later in his career. And uh, R- Ricky Henderson's on the Yankees, and he sits down next to him, and he says to him, man, he goes, i never seen anyone wear a batting helmet in the field before except one guy I used to play with in Toronto, but I forget his name. <laughs> and John Holrooz said, it's me. Me, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> and Ricky Ricky just sort of looked at him, kind of confused after, and walked away, but supposedly it didn't happen. You know, I think it did happen. Supposedly, yeah. I'm betting yes. <laughs> John Ulru told the story, and uh, Ricky Ricky says, no, 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 that, that didn't happen. Sorry, but, Ricky. <laughs> I believe Johnny. Ricky Henderson's also the same guy, though, uh, that when he was with the Toronto Blue Jays in uh, 1993, uh, the Blue Jays noticed that a check that they gave him for $1 million was uncashed. Yeah. <laughs> like after like two months. That's right. So they asked him, they said, Hey, Ricky, did you lose the check? Is everything all right? Yeah. Like, uh, you never cashed the million dollar check yeah. we gave you. And he goes, No, no, I framed it. It's on my wall. Yeah. It's a real check. You go it's to like, the bank, dude, you, cash it. you frame the novelty check. It's like, dude, it, you cash <laughs> it, you tell the bank, Yeah, I want to frame it after. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had he a million dollars. So, it's like, imagine there. Imagine somebody broke into his yeah. house; they would never know. They're looking up on the wall. Wow. They're like, "This can't be a real yeah. check, clean check."
3: <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> what do you do with a million dollars stolen check, though? You can't take that's that, that the, money, Mark.
0: Exactly. What are you gonna do, Ricky The corner cash check in
1: place. No, it's not gonna work. That's, was, the, that's the thing. There was a dude. There was a dude on the Washington Nationals just a couple of years ago, and I swear to God, it's the funniest thing I ever, Kev. He was check, cashing his check, at like a money Mart. Not, not a bank. No, he's a major league baseball player. Losing losing 3% of yeah. every 100? He didn't what have a disaster. He didn't have like a bank account. He didn't care. He was like from Venezuela or yeah. something. And he basically was taking checks. It was nuts, dude. His checks, like, every two weeks were, like, for 28000 Yeah, exactly. They're like, "Well, thanks for the commission." <laughs> he wasn't making Bryce Harper money, <laughs> but he's a big league player. He was going to a cash checking place. Wow. Until someone on the team said, bro, like, what are you so do you doing? for uh, He nothing. didn't know. He's like, I don't know. I'm getting the money. <laughs> what a great. Imagine you, you owe that, you you that
0: money, Marco. What
1: the
3: hell's going well, on this here? This is awesome, man. I got, a,
1: I got a stupid idiot coming in here cashing $16,000 checks every two weeks.
3: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's, I used to. you I, I,
0: Speaking of Johnny Allerud, Gabe, when I worked at the golf club, he used to be like, he's a really good golfer. I've cleaned his clubs. He played Credit Valley where I worked when uh, Steve Stricker and Mike Weir used to play there. Johnny Allerud used to always come out, man, one of the nicest guys. And then I ran into him again when I was working at the Keg Salad Bar. And Johnny Allerud, hey, how you doing? Like, he actually remembered that I clean his golf clubs and stuff. What a class act. <laughs> he, Great guy. He
1: remembered you. <laughs> yeah, his I did. Club. He gave me a tip, too.
0: Some guys are really tight. Like, you talk about
1: Roger Clemens, he'll do anything to get, uh, get On the course for free. Hey, shout out to our boy Shano. Speaking of Roger Clemens, actually, I was stating I thought there was a third sort of uh, Clemens. It might have been a Clemens. It is. It's Casey Clemens. Yes, Casey Clemens, third baseman, drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays. So Michette, Clemens, and Guerrero—nice bloodlines. Not bad. Not bad
0: at all. I I wish our horse had those bloodlines. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) if he was a horse, I'd buy him. If he was a horse,
1: (laughs) I'd buy him. (laughs) <laughs> what's that
2: what Clemens, What? Clemens, what? Clemens, what? Roger right Clemens Vladimir
0: Guerrero Dante yeah. Bichette yeah sold
1: sold
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you
1: think about up. it actually though the the secretariat of sports has to be uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Watt J.J. Watt oh company. yeah 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 she's uh, she's uh, distributed She's distributed uh, two pretty good football players. There, uh, yeah, from, from
0: there. I agree. Great. Yeah, you're right. Good, good like DNA, I, good
1: bloodlines. Like I see her in the crowd sometimes. She's watching her sons. They played each other, J.J. Watt. And it was the, the Steelers. I'm watching, and I'm thinking, man, two, like, wicked athlete, badass football players, like, came out of this woman. Like, yes. if I'm a GM... I'm almost like going to the family right now, and, or an agent, saying Procreate. Basically, basically stating, listen, you owe it to you owe it to football and the sport to have a couple of more kids. Yeah, hey, Watts, impregnate now. You know, sort of like a horse, like you're, you're a player agent, and you go, <laughs> listen, listen, Mrs. Watt, I got to be honest, I've been in the business a long time, and I've never seen anything like it, I don't know what, what's in your system, but... We need you to have another three, four kids and you know.
0: <laughs> Spread the seed.
1: <laughs> Tell their kids the that are pregnant. The Manning semen's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Except pretty good. they deliver goofy looking kids. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. To, to the watts are good looking. Yeah. At least From a, From like uh, the Mannings yeah. Peyton looks like a horse. Yeah. Eli Manning looks like a stoned, stupid teenager. And he and you know what the problem is though? The only problem with their DNA?
0: Speed. Not a lot of speed in that DNA. Good, good, good throwing. Good, good instincts. But speed. Uh, no, these guys can't run. Slower than our horse. That's what I'm talking about. They're slower than the horse. <laughs> like,
1: you know, like when, when like athletes like uh, raised, uh, remember like Osecco raced a horse. And yeah. Stuff? Like Pey- Peyton Manning, like would race a sloth. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it would be like a battle too. You know what I mean? Like, like what's just like, or just like a fat, an old fat dog type thing, a fat bulldog. Yeah, forty by, yard dash, just kind rumble it down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, versus Peyton Manning.
0: Yeah, trying to think of a slow pooch. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Fat bulldogs are pretty slow in the in the dog world. They're not. They're not quick. They're uh, lazy. Yeah, they snore a lot too. Bulldogs, uh, they got slobber. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. You know what? Die early. They're actually a breed that doesn't uh, live uh, stand ever, the test of time. You ever been around a pub? Yeah, I, I've actually slept with a pug in bed. One I think it snores more than me. I almost wanted to put my CPAP these machine things, on it. These things are little aliens. Oh, they're weird. I know. Weird in eyes. The elevator all
1: the time. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're dying. Oh yeah. No. They're, yeah, they're like, air. I'm looking. I'm like, I don't know if this dog is like, is this normal or is this dog just breathe like this? No, it's part of their, they, out, they breathe like that's that. That.
0: exactly what they do. I actually know a lot of people with pugs and bulldogs. Their life expectancy is bad. They got a lot of injuries. Like, if you want one of those dogs, you better have money in your pocket because they you're. You're going to be at the vet a lot. Breathing issues. They snore. They drool. They have problems <laughs> all the time. Big problems. Sounds like you. Yeah, Kind of, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> breathing problems. You snore. <laughs> Don't, but you tell the it. guest for. I'm my size. I'm pretty light in my feet, and I can run. That's the shocking no, you can't thing. you can
1: run. Cam, Cam is. Very impressive 40-yard uh, time. Uh, Cam, Cam, very nimble on his feet. But, but uh, you're right. During the sleep cycle, not so good. Yeah, you are the loudest snorer I've ever oh, heard yeah. in my life. No, people can't even die. People can't even
0: uh, share rooms with me anymore. It's, uh, it's embarrassing. No, it's, it's funny you mentioned like, that I, thought, I thought you
1: were dying once. Like I was like, I don't know if this is, like, this is, this I slept is the, the, the way the guy's supposed to be I slept at my breathing. girlfriend's
0: last night. She told me to go home tonight. <laughs> so that's all you need to know was barely, yeah. Like, I was doing good for a while, and then and she bought me this mask. It's kind of like a balaclava because I, I can't afford two CPAP machines. You put it on your ears, and it sticks under your chin so your jaw won't move. It's a disaster. It's like a very tight wrestling mask. Didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah. So
1: I got to find my machine. Sonny Vega checks in from oh, Vegas. Oh, no, so, so, so from Vegas yeah, again? It says uh, Vladimir Guerrero, the Black Russian, ordered a stiff one, then sent it back, way back. I don't know what the hell that means. He ordered a Black Russian, sent it back, way back. Sonny, <laughs> Sonny Vegas. Hey, he won another two parlays <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Dude, this so guy's on just, fumes, and he's still hitting winners. He's never come
0: back. No, he's God, just would, winning
1: thousands of dollars God, every two why, days. Why
0: wouldn't you just live there? You, you only know because from Monday to
1: Thursday, you can spend, what, 30 bucks a night there? Like, he can get room at the D and just live there forever if he wants to. All right, so uh, Kyle Johnson checks in and says, uh, what about the Sutter or stall family's sperm?
0: Yeah.
1: For hockey, the shutter did spit out a lot of hockey. They of sure
0: did. Stalls, yeah, pretty good sperm. <laughs> Eric's having a big comeback year. He's what on a, fire.
1: What a debate, I, no offense, I'd rather have Watt sperm though. We're looking for bigger, the, stronger, faster. We're, we're looking for the best sperm in sports. Sincada is like I can't. I get it. gonna call it early. I gotta get it on this guy, right, guys. Mark Lawrence joins us next. We will not ask Mark Lawrence this question. No, we won't.
4: 6879, the Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fancy source 24 hours a day.
1: News: Casey Clements, Katie, Texas. I've been to uh, KD Texas, camp. Nice. Beautiful community. Big football uh, hot pit down there in Katy, Texas. Yeah, big, uh, yeah, great. Uh, the the athletic facility. I've been to Katy High School. It's actually Roger Clemens' his kids played yeah. there. I was there with Mick Ossie. Of really? <laughs> doing, doing, doing some work down there. Yeah, nice yeah. documentaries. It was Super Bowl. Super Bowl <laughs> in Houston, 2003. Yeah, yeah. Katy, Texas is a, um, it's a sports factory, actually. Katy High School, I believe the quarterbacks that have played there, Drew Brees. I think Nick Foles. Wow, there's another one too. It's another even
0: uh, with just Drew Brees, you're doing something
1: pretty damn well, man. Roger Clemens. There's another. There's another big time quarterback. Yeah, I think it's Matt Stafford. Actually, Stafford went to Katie? I'm pretty sure. I think Stafford's from Dallas, though, for some reason. But I think he might have went to Katie High. Nevertheless, let's bring in Mark Lawrence. I went to uh, Cleveland high school. High school. <laughs> What's going on, Mark? <laughs> Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland North High. <laughs> what was the name of your high school, Mark?
5: Well, the high school that I went to was uh, West, Cleveland West High School. And, uh, uh, I love
0: it. I just threw, I Cleveland, just threw, you threw the name <laughs> Cleveland in there, and it was
5: actually
1: true.
0: It's <laughs> Cleveland
5: North. He's like, no, yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland West. West. Yeah. West. <laughs> I met my beautiful, uh, my beautiful wife and uh, good memories of Cleveland White High School, although I was a little bit of a transient from the ninth grade to the 12th grade. I, was, I went to three different high schools. I was class president in two of them, but uh, nonetheless, I did get out of high school.
1: I was a a transient uh, as well, uh, many high schools, except I wasn't president. (laughs) I got asked to leave by the presidents. (laughs) I got asked to leave. It's actually ironic that I like college sports as much as I do, uh, considering what a bad uh, academic uh, I was, but uh, nevertheless. So, uh, Mark, we're down to the final four uh, right now. Well, actually, we got the NIT, we got CBI, we got CIT, and... You know, just quickly on this before we get to the Final Four and some NBA talk. Tonight, San Francisco, are at North Texas. The other night, the Dons beat them in San Francisco. Historically, Mark, this has been a home court dominated finals. I like the concept, the CBI, the best two of three. North Texas laying three on their home court, and I'm playing them.
5: Yeah, I am too, Gabe. Uh, you know, it's obviously... You know, back to the wall time for them, no doubt about that. But it's been proven that in this tournament, and I love this tournament too, this concept here, two out of three, that uh, the guy that goes home that lost game on the road has done really, really well to bounce back, especially uh, if he's off of a loss of three or more. They've been there nine times. they won seven of those games. I can see this game going back to San Francisco here with North Texas. I think they get the money here tonight as well. We usually like
0: Mark in the one and done situation, the upsets or whatever. But Gabe and I were talking. Usually, the better team wins this. You got to win two games. You know, you got to you got to close the deal. Hard court, court is key. But I, I think maybe some of more of these tournaments should go to this format because I like it. Two out of three is really really cool instead of just a one and done format.
5: Yeah, I like what they posted up in Vegas now. The odds to win this, who will win this tournament right now? And Frisco favored here, obviously, because they could lose this game, go back home, and cut down the nets. But uh, you know, if if you like North Texas here tonight, you like some momentum here. You can take plus one eighty with North Texas to win the tournament on a money line. It was a
1: nice, nice run by the Dons uh, and and the Mean Green on the way. And I brought this up earlier in the week, Mark. Guess who won the 2015 CBI? Loyola Chicago.
5: There you go. You know, in fact, I'll give you a throw uh, on top of that. If you look at what Porter Moser has done as a head coach with the Ramblers, he's been in the postseason tournaments, not conference, but postseason tournaments, in nine games. He's won every one of his nine games. He's four and zero in the NCAA, and he's five and zero in the CBI. So he's not lost a game in a postseason tournament game outside of the conference. Porter Moser.
1: All right. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Final Four a little bit right now, and. It's um you look at Michigan, it's rare Mark that we see teams um win four four games in four days and keep it rolling into the into the tournament, and that's exactly uh, what Michigan has done right now. But some similarities UConn and Louisville and not too distant memory actually.
5: No, it was uh everybody remembers Yukon uh getting on that roll in the Big East tournament, uh, cutting down the nets. Uh, winning four games in four days, going to the NCAA tournament, winning six games uh, that they played. They went 10-0, and Big East and NCAA tournament, straight up into the spread. Louisville was there as well, as you mentioned, Gabe. Uh, they didn't make it to the uh, NCAA championship game, but both of those teams did cover the spread in their final four games. Those guys won four games in four days in their conference journey, just like Michigan will be doing on Saturday.
1: Looking forward to this uh, basketball game. What do you think about this uh, number there, Mark. It opened up. People
0: early jumped on the early number with Loyola Chicago. It opened up at 6, now down to 5.5. We're talking to a lot of people about Michigan, how they beat you inside, outside. and It's been a great story with Sister Jean, but uh, maybe Buck stops here because the Wolverines are locked and loaded and well-coached
5: as well. Well, they're well-coached, no question about that, Cam. Uh, probably as good a uh, well-coached as a basketball team it still is alive here right now. Uh, the only thing that I question about Michigan, and it may not may not hold true to this game here, but it might be Sunday or Monday if they do win this. You look at the seeds that they beat, They haven't beat anybody that's credible. I mean, they haven't beat a top five seed. It's just falling their way for Michigan in this tournament here thus far. And Loyola also will fit that bill. They're an 11 seed here. But, uh, you know, this momentum being what it is, and you can take five and a half points. I think if you wait late on uh, Saturday, I think you'll be able to maybe even find six in this basketball game. If six shows, I'll be taking six with Loyola.
1: Well, once again, uh, Mark, with the exception of Loyola Chicago winning the championship, the recipe, the recipe for success, and your key ingredients are once again going to be successful. It's just amazing, man, how you've come up with this formula.
5: Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet that we had five teams to make it to uh, you know, that would qualify this year to cut down the nets, and three of those five are alive here as we're speaking right now, those being Michigan, Kansas, and Villanova. We're going to get one of those two for sure in the title game, so I wouldn't be surprised at all if this team doesn't end up going 17 in the last 18 years, teams in those key ingredients winning this championship.
1: So the Kansas Jayhawks survived uh, a, a great game against the Duke Blue Devils. Could have went either way late, yep. uh, but uh, then Kansas dug down deep, gets it done uh, in overtime. Now they get Villanova. I've been telling people all year, that the different Kansas team, you and I talked about it, Mark, uh, the gift that it was a couple of weeks ago. I should have just put more, and I could be would have retired little uh, right now. When West Virginia were favored against the Jayhawks in a Big 12 championship game, Kansas haven't gotten a lot of respect from the basketball elite, the TV types, the blog, uh, you know, the blog of fear, blog of fears and all that other stuff, Mark. But they're a mentally tougher team. They're more street. Uh, they, they can hit the outside shot. You know, I think they're going to be in trouble against Villanova because they could get in foul trouble as the game goes on. But Villanova <laughs> is better. But Kansas are a damn good basketball team.
5: Yes, they are. You know, the only thing they won't have working in their favor here this weekend, what they had last, is the crowd. You know, they had that Omaha crowd yep. that benefited them real well last uh, last weekend, if you will. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, they're a well-coached basketball team. Bill Self has been there; he knows what it takes to get the job done here. And uh, I'm going to back them plus the points in this game. Out of my database, nice little stat here: whenever you have one seeds versus one seeds in these final four games, the dog has won the money seventy five percent of the time uh, and you're taking you're, you're talking about five points you're talking about a healthy amount of points to a basketball team that in Kansas that like you said Gabe, doesn't get a lot of respect and I think this uh this non respect dog care plus five I think would be my side in this contest. Mark,
0: think about the side. What about the total in this game? And we're talking like Kansas can light it up. Villanova can light up this pace of play with both of these teams. When you look at a total at 155, you're thinking, woo, that's high. But a lot of people were talking to thinking this game might get into the mid 160s. What do you think about that total? 155, huge number.
5: Well, you know Villanova will want that game to go over the total. That's their game. You know, They, they win the game by the widest margin differentials of any team in the tournament. Uh, Kansas will probably like to air it out it's just, if for no other reason to take them out of their game. Uh, it's kind of like to me in a football game when you've got uh, playoff games and you're coming and you're talking about defense winning games, and if you like the defensive, you like the dog, you like the under. Uh, if I like Kansas, I'm going to probably look to the under here because if I'm right, I think Kansas will uh, take Villanova out of their game, but uh, I'm with you. Gabe, I think this, this total here, 155, you know, it could go either way. But I think with Kansas being involved here, I'm going to lean slightly to the under. All
1: right, let's take a look at the National Basketball Association. Take a look at the coffee club. Uh, you can get Mark's daily newsletter, uh, Morning Cup of Joe with Mark. Great stats. It's more attractive than it sounds, actually. Uh, more <laughs> Cup of Joe uh, with Mark. Um, <laughs> but yeah, some great some great shreds and some great uh, numbers. So let's take a look at some of these tonight. The Orlando Magic are actually favored uh, tonight against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Orlando Magic 1-9 against the spread. is offered home favorites of uh, two or more points. And it's a tricky time of the year right now in the National Basketball Association. But... History repeats itself often. We saw last night the Cleveland Cavaliers have lost 13 straight games in Miami, make it 14. They lose again, and they're in a pretty tough spot going back-to-back uh, here tonight against the Charlotte Hornet team, who's a very, very streaky team, and they're in the midst of one of their hot streaks uh, right now. Dwight Howard suddenly cares. Kemba Walker's been lighting it up, and I see, according to your database, uh, the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers, um, you know, now they're not favorites, though, right? They were, and it swung over. What do yeah, we have? They opened right up. Now? They opened up one game. Now Charlotte's laying two. Yeah. So, what do you do when your trend opened up uh, with Cavaliers one and nine as road favorites on no rest, and now they're two point underdogs?
5: Well, you don't hold me accountable. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the bottom line here is who who are you Donald Trump (laughs) (laughs) fake news that's what it is yeah Uh, you know the bottom line here is Cleveland has not played well without rest this season regardless of whatever role they're in you know they're the worst point spread team in the NBA this season here because a lot of their troubles they had early in the season here and you know that was a big game for them last night in Miami I know they didn't come and play they played poorly but they got up for that game. It's the LeBron James at Miami, and they haven't played well. Cleveland hasn't in games after playing in Miami. The following game I'm going to still stay yep. with the Hornets here. Uh, Cleveland took them out twice earlier this year here in a win situation. I'd stay with the Hornets in the contest huge
0: line movement, too. Mark, of the other game, it switched over, too. Gabe talked about Orlando. They open up at minus one. Now, Brooklyn's laying three and a half on the road. What the hell's going on there in that situation?
5: Yeah, I was going to ask you the same thing here. We (laughs) put that coffee club out last night. Uh, You know, it was uh, was the other way around, you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. they switched switched that favorite in this contest. I'm sure there's an injury here. That's going to surface in the contest here. But, again, remember, guys, we're talking garbage to garbage. And garbage (laughs) to garbage, you know what that means? It means there's a, a Better looking maggot than the other one, and I thought know, Orlando plus the three. If I played this, any one piece of this garbage, <laughs> <laughs>
1: the better, looking
0: better looking maggot.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I've never seen a good looking no, maggot, maggot, maggot before. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, yeah, looking at your Orlando Magic uh, here this evening. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. It's bizarro world because I don't see any injuries to Aaron Gordon. They've got Vucevic, they've got Augustine. Uh, his own is <laughs> playing. Evan Fournier is out. Simmons is out. And uh, the rookie, Jonathan Isaac, is out. I mean, I, I don't understand a big line movement in this game, guys, unless I'm missing a late-breaking injury that I haven't seen yet.
5: I think there's a lot of respect to Brooklyn here of late, the fact that they haven't tanked like they could have coming down the stretch here. You know, because they don't have any game. draft picks. They have no draft picks. They have no <laughs> reason to tank. Nothing to tank for. Exactly. So, they're you know, they're playing, uh, I would say, respectable basketball right now, and maybe for that reason. And... Uh, and uh, Orlando being who they are, that may be the reason for the swing in the game. Obviously money speaks, money moved that line, so there's somebody out there that really likes this move here in this basketball game in the Brooklyn Nets, and I think they like this basketball team closing out the year.
0: Mark, another good note from the coffee club, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, who 0-6 ATS at home versus Foles with a record of 600 or better in this one. This line opened up at uh, Portland, minus five. Another line moving. Lots of line moving. The no, I mean, up Damian to, Lillard. Up, up, to, up to seven too, Gabe. Up to seven in this game. Why is it rising
1: without Lillard? Is Lillard Weird back? are happening. Lillard wasn't going to play. The baby was born, and he split. He's out. Yeah. Is he coming back? Why does the line keep climbing?
5: Well, it's a weird line move as well, like you say, especially about Lillard in the basketball game, given the fact that Portland comes off a big double revenge win over New Orleans last night on the road without rest here. The handicap all goes to Memphis in this contest here, but, you know, the bottom line is one team's playing for something, the other isn't, and I think this stage of the season here, you going on these last ten games, you've got these good teams that are in position and need basketball games against teams that have packed the suitcase, you're going to probably find almost every line moving towards a good team that has the need. In the game, that's the move for the Portland Trailblazers in this contest. Well,
1: here's a leap of faith uh, yeah. play in the Boston Celtics tonight. They're getting eight and a half against the Utah Jazz, but courtesy of the, uh, the playbook. Coffee Club newsletter, and from Victor King's NBA day-to-day report in the current play, uh, Playbook Hoops newsletter, Celtics are 14-2 and two against the spread away with one day of rest against foes with two days of rest. The Utah Jazz are 0-7 against the spread at home with two days of rest against foes with one day of rest. Play accordingly. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well if you can if you can remember that math that math quiz that math puzzle uh it all points to the Boston Celtics who simply are one of the best point spread teams in the NBA this basketball season here, and remember this also: Utah beat up up in Beantown in their last meeting here. So Boston does have reason to play in this basketball game. There's not a rest factor here that works for Utah in this game when teams come un- unrested. I think Boston plus the eight and a half. That looks like a generous amount of points to me. I know that hey, sir, sure does. Hey, know, Boston!
1: Uh, Boston beat Portland the other night. You know, with
5: the, with the depleted lineup,
1: they've actually been playing well without Kyrie Irving. It's amazing.
5: Exactly right. You know, and uh, they they went in. Look at Monday night. They went to Phoenix. Phoenix isn't much, but they still went in there and took care uh, took care of business. They won that basketball game on the road here again. I like Boston plus the points here. I don't think Utah's anything special. This number makes the game an eight and a half makes Boston an attractive take.
1: Uh, we've got about two minutes uh, here, so Major League Baseball set to begin, uh, Mark. I look forward to reading your your database and your work as far as the pitchers, the monthly pitchers report and everything else in between. Have you, uh, have you already taken a look at Thursday's uh, games, and are you preparing to release a, a free play, a write-up, or what's your approach for the first uh, couple of weeks of baseball?
5: Well nothing yet for Thursday's games, but I'll say this though. I was just going over all the spring training numbers here. And if you look at the pitching staffs and what they did in spring training, not that it means anything importantly, but the Cleveland Indians pitching staff has been monstrous this spring. They're all over the plate. Every starting pitcher is in what I call walk to strikeout ratio them. They have better than four to one walks or strikeouts to walks, the Cleveland Indians pitching staff. They're ready for the start of the season here. The other side of the equation here is looking at over-under season win totals. The biggest move from last year to this year was Detroit going down. They were 83-and-a-half last year. They're 67-and-a-half this year. That I don't know if that warrants a 16-game move, but the biggest one I think here is the Milwaukee Brewers. Last year, 69-and-a-half wins, up to 84-and-a-half. And without Jimmy Nelson here, I think the brew crew might be another nice under-84-and-a-half win play this year
0: you know what were you, were st- were you stocking up the suds uh, Maranci with the Brewers or you like that team don't you
1: I enjoy a brewer too we <laughs> um, <laughs> were talking with Mark Lathrop uh, last night who does uh, Major League Baseball Projection Futures and he's all over the Milwaukee Brewers Ooh, under, under. As wow. at 84 and a half I'm a little bit more bullish uh, on them, to be honest with you, but we'll discuss this uh, throughout the remainder of the program today. Mark, it's always a pleasure, my man. Great stuff, as always. We encourage people to check out playbook.com, whatever sport you're uh, laying it down on. Mark's got the numbers to back up uh, the selections, and the database is second and none. Always a pleasure, Mark.
5: And hey, my pleasure, guys. Enjoyed the games this weekend. Have a good one. Thanks.
1: You too, buddy. Mark, Mark Lawrence uh, with us. Interesting. I was actually looking at the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Cam, uh, tomorrow, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Indians are opening up in Seattle tomorrow hey, night. Yep. I don't Corey Kluber versus King Felix. King
0: Felix, uh, I worry about his arm, game. Yeah, king,
1: king, he's not so much a king no. He's anymore. not. He's more. He's lost his. I don't crown. want to
0: say a court jester, but it's uh, like watching him pitch. It, it's uh, the velocity's gone. Not hitting his spots. I don't like to lay big numbers. But it's the first but, game. of the Yeah, year. The, his yeah, arm's yeah. going to be fresh. Yeah, it, it should be. It should be. I, uh, Seattle's a team that just really, really lets me down. I, I'm not buying into the Mariners anymore. Like it's one of those things when they, <laughs> when they were, tra- you know what I mean? Like they're a trendy team, And Seattle, no. I, I think I'm going to stay away from that team as much. As possible, the,
1: the Seattle Mariners do break your heart. There's been a few times over the years that I've said, you know what? I think this is, you know, they, yeah. they, uh, even mid-season, it always seems they're always on the cusp of going on a run, but they, they, never, they never make it. They never do. Never,
0: never, never. It's never. been
1: a long time since Seattle have been in the playoffs. Yeah, they I mean, when
0: they're hot, they find a way to screw it
1: up. It's almost like the Buffalo Bills or So I can't even remember. They're very similar. Like when I mean, were the when they, Seattle Mariners in the playoffs last time? Like when Ken Griffey yeah. Junior. was
0: there? Yeah, <laughs> it's been years, buddy. Years. Like I don't even know. I don't know the exact year, but it's been a long time, man. They have good players,
1: but they don't have a good total team. No, and the thing is, starting they, pitching will let them down. Like even they, though they could, they have money though, right? They mm-hmm. do well. They have a lot of fans. They have a nice stadium. Yeah, people from, from BC come down to and watch they, the games. They play in a crappy division too. Like there's really no excuse. Like Seattle should be able to get in the back door and win a damn wild card one of these years.
0: Uh, I don't. <laughs> I'm not sure though. I don't think it's
1: going to happen, buddy. <laughs> I gotta tell you, a lot of people I talk to are are higher on the uh, the Toronto Blue Jays than we beaches. are. Yeah, it's better bit. good
2: to have low
0: expectations. I always think lowered expectations is a good uh, good reason to get happier down the line.
1: Don't even be disappointed. Lowering expectations in life is good advice, Cam. <laughs> Very good advice from I the Regging Redhead I Kings. Think so. Lower your expectations Redhead, you'll be a happier person.
0: Welcome back to Red Heat and Rage. I'm Red Heat. Here's Rage.
1: What's up, buddy? Rage. 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 Time Decisions Radio. Camp's crunching numbers on a commercial break about humidors. I know. I was looking at the humidor. I don't got cigars in there, buddy. Could use a humidor at Melrose Place Studios. Sure could.
0: You want to hear the humidor stats, buddy?
1: Yeah, humidor. Humidor me.
0: So basically the Diamondbacks right now, you know, they talk about runs being scored. The balls are going to be the humidor. That's basically maintained at a 70-degree mark at 50% humidity. They were ranked without the humidor, 116 down to the number 100. It's a ranking, which is on a neutral. That would be 100 would be a neutral park at at that number. When the Rockies did the exact same thing in 2002, There were 96 fewer runs scored at Coors in 2001, a 9% decrease. So I don't know what's going to happen. A lot of people say it's a lot about nothing or whatever. It's just a little scientific fact that they're talking about uh, for Arizona, Gabe. Interesting. We'll see. The Diamondbacks, meh. I think they're – I actually kind of like the Diamondbacks roster. It's just a shame that L.A. is probably the cream of the crop in that division. But, uh, you know. Diamondbacks got some good players on the team. They could beat you with some speed. I love Zach Greinke. It's a good division. You know
1: what the problem is with them, though? Their bullpen's a little bit weak. So That's ma- an issue. Major League Baseball is continuously breaking records for runs scored, Cam, uh, in a game. Last year, they once again uh, broke a record yep. for, for most uh, home runs. Um, in 2014, there were only 4,186 home runs uh, hit in 2014. Last year, they were... Uh, over 5,700 home runs hit. Yep. Balls are flying out, man. Wow. They're that's, that's that's flying crazy. out. Man. Lots of overs if you're a 1600 guy. 1,600 more home runs. That's insanity when you think about it. I'm telling you, the ball was juiced. Yes, I believe it was. Because the players, they already had the steroid scandal. Baseball can't afford another big-time, mm-hmm. oh, my God, everybody's juiced scandal. So they juice the ball. I
0: agree. A hundred percent. They juice the ball there's no <laughs> other way to explain it. It was like all right,
1: we can't, you know, we yeah, we gotta, gotta yeah, like you gotta,
0: gotta tell Dr. Nye the science guy while well, it was hotter in these parks and this fact. no, no. It, it, the balls were juiced, I agree, a hundred percent. So we'll see what happens. But the this ball time does around.
1: fly out of that Arizona park. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I'm in like, Yankee Stadium on a nice summer day, that thing just flies. I hate uh, I'm you know, I like betting uh, basketball overs, but when it comes to baseball, It seems whenever I lock in and over, I get screwed and it's a 3-2 baseball game. But, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. You look at the American League East, you look at the American League specifically, and some of the horrific pitching that teams have and the small ballparks that they play in. A good example is actually the Blue Jays and the Yankees tomorrow. The total is eight and a half. You've got Severino versus Jay Happ. Indoors, obviously, it's going to be a dome. Uh, weather that's very cold in Toronto uh, right now. I'm thinking it's a higher scoring baseball game. Pretty good
0: pitchers though. Severino, he, he, he the thing
1: about him is I think he can maybe shut down that Jays' offense. I think there used to be a feeling that that the pitchers were ahead of the hitters early in the season. I'm not so sure that's that, that's true to be the case though. To be honest, I think we could have some high scoring games uh, right out of the gate, but. We've got to be careful. Be very
5: careful. It's a long season.
1: Proceed with caution. It's a marathon, (laughs) not a sprint. Playing 162 games. I'm looking at underdogs, though, on the opening uh, opening card. St. Louis Cardinals are an underdog.
0: I like that. I always like against the New York
1: Mets. Syndergaard versus Carlos Martinez. We're getting uh, plus 128 with the St. Louis Cardinals. Another one I was looking at was the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays against the Boston Red Sox. Because basically, all these hype teams, Cam, the Pup's going to be all over them tomorrow. Everyone's going to bet on the Yankees. Oh, the Yankees are winning the World Series this year. It's the opener of betting on the Yankees. Oh, the Red Sox are a great team. I'm betting on the Red Sox. Hell, the Marlins could beat the Cubs tomorrow.
0: They could. They could.
1: Actually, Jose Urena
0: is a good pitcher. He is. What What you said uh, about the Jays game? Is actually in Jays, Yankees. I'm kind of looking at the number right now, and I find it interesting. I think I actually might take a shot because the Yankees are only laying a buck fifty-four uh hap is a pretty good pitcher if he, if he gets his ground balls i think things could be well there uh i, I think they're actually Greg a lot dog great like, bird just got injured i like where you're going with tampa bay too like i know it's early in the season and sales going to be fresh but you're getting archer at plus 152 or better against the team at home against the red sox Dude, so the bad, i don't think
1: tampa bay going to be very good this year the, but, but i like these bad teams early the bad the teams day. in baseball get exposed. Bad teams, it's like football in the NFL. You don't get exposed in week one right away. It's like, oh, you're terrible. Like, baseball, all these teams, even the worst teams came, all have aces on the hill. Like, Jose Arena could, could shut down any lineup on any given day. The guy's a freaking stud, alright, for, for the Marlins. As you mentioned, you've got Chris Archer on the hill. Archer actually struggled a little bit last year, but you got Archer on the hill. It's one baseball game. There's no way in hell I would lay minus 170 with the Boston Red Sox in this game. Why? Why would you know why? Who, who would do that? Another game that I'm
0: looking at now, I think Kansas City, uh, you know, I know it's their first as a home opener. I think they're going to have a horrible year. They lost most of their team. James Shields has been a gas can Early just on. love the White
1: Sox. i, 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 I get you a White Sox jacket. You, you know what? You're going to see this year the yeah, White give Sox? Give a little Hawk
0: yeah. here. <laughs> you go. <laughs> Put it on the board, yes. We'll yes back to yes. White Sox baseball. <laughs> good,
1: good guys will be. Oh, yeah, good guys will be back. Oh no, the road against Kansas City.
0: The bad guys put up a crooked number on the first seven. Nothing, bad guys. I'm almost buying
1: in. I can just see <laughs> it right in.
0: now. Come on, it's me, you, and the Hawk Club, buddy. Come on. I, I'll tell you, the, the Kansas I'm City I'm ready to pull the trigger on the over six. Are you going to lay 65, 70 cents with no. Dan Duffy? Like, no, I, no I'm not going. to I do like that. the White Sox.
1: In this so game. do I. Even though James Shields offers about the same protection has a broken condom yeah that condom's got pinholes in it pop, yeah, it's an like it, effective <laughs> condom like the, one, that's the kramer one kramer gave to george exactly that's he the goes, one he gave me an effective <laughs> condom he goes i didn't think you'd actually use it <laughs>
0: those are the kind you get at like the gas station uh the, the, bashing, the, yeah, yeah, the, the stuff. exactly oh what a what a nice condom we got here no frills. No, I'm with
1: you. White Sox and Hawks. I you hate. Know. I hate to admit it. I've been so ghetto before. I've actually gotten the cologne from one of those things. I've done it yeah. too. I'm, in, I'm like a little splash. Oh yeah, the dollar. Yeah, why not? A little splash. times? Actually, you know what I like? <laughs> you know
0: what I like when they have in the bathroom too? The, the shower b- can. Yeah, the shower and the can and the medicine kit. I bought in cologne there. I bought. I bought in, like <laughs> Excedrin. Like, remember when they have, like the little mini thing with next to the cologne? They got the pills. Give me some Tylenols, please. <laughs> from the bathroom. Yeah. No, no, I like. I like it. I like, I like a stocked and loaded bathroom that's got everything I need. Joe Rogan, as as can.
1: the UFC announcer and comedian Joe Rogan was in Montreal for the UFC, and he tweeted a picture in a bathroom with condoms, and he was freaked out. He's like, "Man, this place is wild. They like to party. They sell condoms in bathrooms." I'm like, "Kind of normal." Yeah, isn't I, it's, I think
0: it's, that's a normal occurrence. Condom machine. Yeah, it's good. You're 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 hooking up with somebody they care about. Uh, not but I got to
1: tell you, if you're selling me a condom in a bathroom stall. Then don't get pissed off if I have sex in a bathroom stall. I
0: like your angle.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm your lawyer. It was entrapment, dude. you sold condoms in the. No, no. Like seriously, like in the can. Yeah, you want a class action suit? Like you got kicked out of a club or something because you were having sex uh, in a bathroom, and you state, "Listen, I bought a condom in the bathroom." bathroom." Therefore, I thought it was for use in this bathroom. Some of the things
0: I've seen in bathrooms, I'd rather you having sex in a stall there anyway. Yeah, are we going to bet like a bunch of dogs, like basically like uh, Morenci Studios area, Sick- some hot chick walking six dogs, like find find your five and six pack of pooches on this
1: card tomorrow? Like, I- There's all kinds of dogs that I like. Well, listen, t- t- we'll go through the numbers here. The Chicago Cubs are minus 180. Uh- Minus 185 on the road in Miami. You know what I might do on this one? Marlins' first five. I think they can hang You just want
0: to deal with their bullpen when the Cubs find uh, You really it, want to take Marlins?
1: This is the one where it's like, you know, you're, take, you're betting on a triple A team. The Cubs just have so many good hitters that because somebody a, a, can get a beat lethal. Yeah. But I think it'll be a close game, Cam. Like, I don't think the Cubs are going to blow them out. Exactly. I think arena maybe, maybe first five there. But I don't want to, let's not force it. But we've got Syndergaard versus Carlos Martinez. I kind of lean Mets, but it's only 40 cents. But, uh, yeah, anything could happen in that game. I don't lean Mets anything. Um, <laughs> Syndergaard is good, though. He is. Yeah, not, Nationals not, and not Reds? The best, on, bro, it's not the best because they're on road. It's not the best. I don't
0: want it. See, the Homer Bailey in Cincinnati at plus 170 is not enough for me. <laughs> and I don't want to lay 200 with the Nationals and Scherzer. The,
1: how, how, how bad would the Nationals, Cincinnati Reds staff uh, be if Homer Bailey's your freaking opening day starter? It's a train wreck. <laughs> the, Red, the Homer Reds, Bailey's but, is as old as Homer Simpson. <laughs> I know. The Reds' He's staff
0: blows. Like it blows. They got some good, some speed players. They got a couple guys on their team, but man, they're a bad baseball
1: team. The Nationals are going to win almost 100 games in the yeah. But I'm not season. laying 90 cents there. No, 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 I'm not either. Philadelphia, Atlanta. I bought in on Philadelphia. I'm high on, I'm high on the Phillies. But uh, Julio no. Turan's a good pitcher. I agree with you. 100%. The thing is, if you remember last year, Turan really struggled in his new ballpark. He was much better on the road. He was 128 Philadelphia um, pass tough tough call pass yeah Milwaukee I'm on the Padres and of course you are I like I think Clay Richard's fine for somebody that uh, likes beer as much as you do you're pretty anti-brewer there buddy <laughs> <laughs> I want to <I> get <laughs> Less Philly tastes great I want to get a Milwaukee brewer not the old school one, oh I like MB just, oh yeah no no not the MB no no like the, the beer mug <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, like the old school frosty sort of brewer logo now, MB, that's uh, that's like nineties camp. Come on, it's not old school.
0: Oh, I like that logo though. I'm talking Oh, I, I got it. Yeah, Gorman Thomas. Thomas. Old school. The old Brewers. Pinstripe Brewers. Yeah,
1: I got that. it. Milwaukee County Stadium. Old. All right. Um, yeah, Milwaukee and San Diego, game's to pick them. tough game. San Diego, tell you what, San Diego could be a little bit of a sleeper here, actually. I, as my, far as season win totals, to go over the number, they're, they're actually not a bad baseball team.
0: It's funny you mentioned that, Gabe. You told me when you called me today. He's like, yeah, hey, Cam, you know, talk about a little bit about them, some things. I pulled the trigger on San Diego over 71.5. I like what's going on. Margot is one of the most underrated guys. He's a 20 home run guy. He can steal 40 bags. They picked up Hosmer from the Kansas City Royals. Myers, lots of good guys, young pitching. This team was bad last year, Gabe, and they won 71 games. Exactly. They've improvements. I think the San Diego Padres. A tough division. The I understand. One. But I think it's a prudent, prudent bet for them to win
1: 72 I can't baseball disagree games. With that one. I, well done. I can't disagree with that one. All right. San Francisco and the Dodgers. Listen, I'm a Dodger fan. Not, yeah, LA. not laying 300. No thanks. You know but what it is? They will win. Kershaw is literally, the Dodgers are literally like 46-9 and 9 in the last 55 yep. starts. So basically, even Cam, if you laid the 300 every time, you're still out money. Yep. And I talk about this with Malinsky in Vegas all the time. The oddsmakers freaking hate it. They hate it because people bet it, Cam. Like in Vegas, oh, for sure the they West do. Coast, they love them. They lock it in. They all just go in. They put them in every damn parlay. I know. It's like a they parlay. Actually, they cheer just, against the Dodgers on they, a nightly they basis. They love it when the I Dodgers know. lose in Vegas. Exactly. But when Kershaw pitches, they freaking hate it. Like tomorrow, everyone Vegas is going to go up to the window tomorrow. They're going to bet whatever other game. They're going to be like, yeah, Milwaukee, San Diego is a pick. Yeah, give me, give me the Brewers and the Dodgers on a parlay. That's exactly. And it. another guy's going to walk in and go, give me the Padres and uh, the Dodgers on a parlay. And then the book suddenly screwed. They're like, man, one of these two jackasses is about to win his parlay. <laughs> you know, Gabe? Like, they don't like that.
0: People <laughs> in the West Coast are going to do it. Two guys named Gabe and Cam are going to do it. I'll tell, you a, I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to put some uh, dogs, uh, uh, I think I might do the Dodgers in
1: multiple round robins. How's that? I, I know it's minus 300. He's in fine form. You know what Clayton Kershaw's ERA was in the spring training? Zero. It was absolutely zero. Absolute, zero, zero, yeah. zero. I, was, give I, was, I was
0: zero, 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 zero sound. And I'll tell you one thing. With with Blatch pitching for uh, the Giants, I might even lay minus one and a half and only 40 cents. I know they're the home team you lose the three bats at the end but the dodgers i think can win this game like six to one
1: i'm i, I'm I don't it. know man san francisco are an improved team they bring in uh Evan uh, longoria yeah no, they bring not, in mccutcheon they got players but not versus kershaw my friend i'm not ready to discount them Dodgers in a parlay. Yes, in parlays. Dodgers in a parlay. Colorado and Arizona. We'll talk about this game with Lou. God, that's uh, We'll see if Lou's going to the game. What a mind. tight. this game is like just right down the pick em wire. Like right at right 109. Game. Like Patrick Corbin versus John Gray. Colorado small road favorite minus 115. I don't kind of lean D-backs. I don't want to push it. Uh, Minnesota and Baltimore don't push it or force it. Uh, Houston. Houston or 170 at Texas. Justin Verlander. You trust the Astros as uh, that? Uh, actually, I kind of do. And I thought that number would be a little
0: bit higher. Cole Hamels, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I think the Texas Rangers are going to be a team to play to the under. They're not going to win a lot of games this year. I see them regressing. Houston's just load-locked. and load. Seems like a pretty fair price. If Verlander comes out ready to go. Laying 60 to 65 cents doesn't seem like too much.
1: I don't trust the Yankees uh, tomorrow. Like, I think actually the Blue Jays
0: might be. This could be
1: their day. Happ can pitch well. We talked about the live. This is where we get into the live dogs here. And uh, uh, our boy Florio is looking for a Major League Baseball pick for tomorrow. <laughs> Run, one game I do like, and there's been movement. Last night it was minus 112, and I thought it was a little low. Keep an eye on the Angels this year. The Angels are going to be a good yep. team. Angels, Garrett Richards on the road, minus 130 against Kendall Graveman. I like the Halos in that game. But I'm looking at the dogs, man. Toronto Blue Jays, plus 135. Tampa Bay Rays, plus
3: 155. Chicago White Sox. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: Game time decisions. Welcome back to Red Heat Rage Radio. I'm Red Heat, my boy Rage. We're going to break down everything baseball, MMA, our buddy from Arizona, the Hockey Maven, a man who took the Columbus Blue Jackets at, what, what was it, what do you get them at, 60, 70, 80? Anyway, they were down 3-0 last night, and they got it done again. Gamble Blue is a very smart man. Lou, Blue,
1: Lou. Gamble is going to be participating in our Major League uh, Baseball. Oh, yeah. owe you 100 bucks. Survivor, better get your picks in soon. Don't screw up like I did and didn't get in in a stupid bracket.
0: Who do, who do I email you? I guess you're the commissioner, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you like to hold the mic. <laughs>
1: needs to needs to be doc needs to be documented. <laughs> you can either tell me right now, live on the radio. You can say, all right, this is who I'm taking in a series. We just went over all these games. One thing with this survivor, though. Now, I won't be investing this in any future uh, bonds or anything, Cam, because Major League Baseball Survivor, we could have a winner by, like, in three weeks. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) This thing could be over. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) half of us are going to be out. There's only, like, ten of us. Like Half of us could be out this weekend, like, right out of the day. Great point. Great point. Uh, Lou. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll be careful with these monies. (laughs) Um, Lou from com is participating in the Baseball uh, Survivor. Have you decided who you're taking yet, Lou?
2: Yeah, I'm going to try and make sure that I find myself into week two. So, uh, so I, I'm, I'm toiled uh, and pulled between taking the Red Sox in Tampa with Chris Sale, try and win that first game, get advantage on that series, or uh, whether I just lay down and take Kershaw at home and, and get the Dodgers out of the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, so I, tough, I guarantee though. you everyone in this Survivor, we're all out the Dodgers in this series. You know, everybody's going to be leaning with the Dodgers.
2: <laughs> it seems which like is, the safe Which is why I also mentioned uh, Boston and failed. I just wish yeah. Boston was at home. If I could find a big pitcher at home, uh, you know, I might try and avoid the Dodgers because they will. If there's ten guys in the pool, seven have done the Dodgers. Just to talk about the
0: rules again, guys, we are over there. So in a four-game series, say boss is playing Tampa. I know it's only three, but on four, if we go two and two, we move on. Yes. Because we push pushes win, not like yes. in other
1: pools, which is very good. But if that's you, a good rule, if, yeah, but you can't play the team again. You can only play yeah. team once. And if you play a four-game series and one of the games is rained out and you go one and two, you lose. No, I understand that. I can't control Mother yeah, Nature, exactly. but that's life. You go, let's say it's a four-game series, and two games are rained out, and you go one and one, you, you event. Yeah, It's logic, right? Yeah, I, I'm down with we'll that. We'll use logic uh, moving moving along the way.
2: That's a lot of rain, fellas, a lot of rain. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> sure is. <laughs> <laughs> Lou. So you you
1: go to the game tomorrow, Lou, uh, Colorado and Arizona, the season opener?
2: No, uh, I, you know, I used to go to openers, but they get so crowded. We're so spoiled in Arizona, nobody ever shows up, that I can walk in and get best seats in the house anytime. And as you're aware, we go to all the day games. So I want to say next week, uh, like April, whatever, uh, the Diamondbacks have a matinee, so I'll be at that. And I may, we may do a remote uh, from the ballpark.
1: Yeah, I look forward Ooh, to it. Get, I like get that. a live update uh, from the ballpark. Yeah, you know, I want to get out to uh, to more Major League Baseball games uh, this summer, but I- I'm like you, Lou. Actually, opening day is for amateurs. Yeah, yeah opening day, you-, you pay too much. You can't get around. Everything costs the more. The line, no, in the bathroom, it's a the Yeah, and then the week after, you just walk in. And opening day, no thanks. Exactly. Well, guess guess who the uh, the Toronto Blue Jays are playing after the Yankees after a four game set? Who next week? Who? You know, there'll be no one there. We could go right in. The Chicago White Sox. Fantastic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it.
1: Cam's all high on the White Sox. Yeah, I, I like 60, them to win over sixty-seven and a half. And a half games. Like but it, our yeah. point is, so the yeah, what,
2: There's what, some sharp money in Vegas on the White Sox.
1: White Sox, uh, yeah. Well, White Sox, will get into this game for cheap. You can sit right an old plate oh, for
0: cheap. dude, we They might give us free tickets just to say somebody go go to this game, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Seriously, as opposed to the Yankees. Oh, well, right. Yankees,
0: your that's good luck with that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yankees, Yankees, gonna be a little bit, uh, little bit uh, pricier. Um, See, so yeah, you're saying that uh, people like the White Sox in Vegas. We've been talking baseball futures a little bit. You know, um, it's sort of like playing dogs like you like to play in UFC, Lou. We're looking for low numbers. San Diego Padres, is another team that could surprise people with a low number this year.
2: Yeah, I think you have to try and find a good low number and go above and find some high numbers and go below. I did one of those, uh, and I also, I also took advantage of a bad number on Kansas City weeks ago. Uh, but the legitimate one that's still out there uh, uh, was is Cubs. I mean, let's not forget that the Cubs have had 77 decades of futility. And, yeah, they've been good the last few years, but uh, they ain't going to win 94 games and beat me. I love the under and the Cubs this
0: year. Just love it. Lou, I got to ask you. So yeah, going back to that Kansas City thing, you said, Gabe. Listen to this one. I think the number was it was it seventy six down to seventy one and a half or something like that. On some places, did you, did you get that number? Did you take Kansas City under? Because I know it's now plummeted. These guys have lost so many guys on the team. Did you did you hit the under with the Royals with cheese there, Lou?
2: I have seventy six and a half under. That's the early that's the early position I took. I think like the day or the next day after the line came out. And since the thing has dropped to, like, 70 or 71, I and, yes, I I took the flat 71 and came back to the over. I'm not in this to try and be right. I'm just in this to manufacture profit. So if you give me uh, a 71 and a 76 and over under season wins, and actually I got 76 and a half, that's six numbers that I can find a way to win both sides or push one and win one. And so I'm in it for the... Uh, for the game. We're going to call him Midler now, Gabe. He's the Midler. Lou, 71 to 76. Mate.
0: You
1: got a five-game uh, middle job there, Lou. Good work. Lou uh, Lou, well, the best price and hammers
2: it. He sure does. Well, I don't, you know, Friday night and Saturday night when all the, you know, real good handicappers are out up with dates and having cocktails, Uncle Lou, has been working hard because I'm not as smart as all those guys.
1: Well, yeah, like we were in the yeah. Circus Circus Hotel room on the Friday night. Yeah, We do a lot of I great research.
2: I do give us a free pass, though, once every blue moon.
1: A lot of a lot of great research went in. Capping went in on that, that room. Um, there some
2: research going on there.
1: Yeah, medicinal research. <laughs> 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 no, there was capping going on, too. But it was mostly. A lot, med- of, med- a lot of
0: mixology and medicinal mix- mix- courses. Yeah, yeah. Mix-
1: mixology and medicinal. <laughs> Yeah. teaching them how to be a bar and butt tender. Correct. Um, so, yeah, I saw you earlier on Twitter today, Lou. And um, I believe it was Paul Shossi Shag, who, uh, you know, is a smart MMA guy, actually. He knows uh, he, he knows uh, he's a very good uh, MMA batter. He yes, said, he is. You know, he said, I can't. Uh, he goes, I don't understand it. The line's not moving, but I don't know anybody that's taken Khabib in this fight. And... I, I'm reading the public as the opposite. And in fact, like when we were in Vegas even, Lou, I saw people that I know that were already putting Khabib at the back end of parlays. Like, I know a dude, he played a Michigan future parlay with Khabib on it. Like a lot of people that I know, and they're not betting just 50 bucks, you know, 500 bucks, $250 parlays on basketball futures with Khabib. They're betting Khabib like he's already won the damn fights. So I, I find it interesting that he sees that people are betting Ferguson, because most of the people I t- talk to have Khabib winning this fight,
2: uh, I totally agree with that, and I was—that's why I mentioned it because I do respect Paul as a as a, a really sharp uh, mind in the UFC and mixed martial arts. In general, but I, I had to comment that I saw it differently, and is it that we run in different circles? Well, I'm almost 60 and he's probably 30, so yeah, it could be, but, uh, I, I haven't, I'm in the middle. I'm in in the middle of
1: that, Lou. I'm in the middle.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, but, uh, but really, and and maybe I'm talking to the wrong guys, but I'm, uh, the, the guys I'm talking to, I really trust, and one guy involved in the business, I talked to I said so Mr. X if if you guys fight 10 times how many times does Habib win and he said 10 he said you got to go to 100 fights for him to lose one or two we've seen we've seen him get rocked though before he will
1: you know he does the all he puts his head down he gets in close cuz he knows he's going to be able to take you down but we've seen him get hit a couple of times that's the only fear. Can Tony hit him hard enough that he's going to knock him out when, when Khabib's going for the takedown? Because once the takedown's locked in, it's over. You're done. Yeah, it's like, that, a, it's, like I, a think, it's like a boot. It's like a boot on a car. I believe, like, uh, you, you can't move it.
2: <laughs> I've, I've been told that by enough guys I trust that I do believe that. And so, therefore, this fight comes down to space, distance, and how long can Ferguson keep it standing? Now, Michael Johnson... Uh, who who can move similarly to Ferguson but doesn't have his power, was able to effectively for for five and a half minutes keep it standing and actually pop and catch Khabib coming in a couple of times. But eventually the class got to him. He went to the mat and got mauled. And so I'm fascinated by how this fight is going to go. It, it's surely one I uh, will probably not bet. I, I think that it's the only way for me to, I, I think quite honestly, I'm scared of taking the minus 240 on Khabib, even though I think it's half the price it should be.
0: You see value, yeah, you gave, you see value in Khabib there at, mi- at minus 240, minus 250. What do you think there, Lou, about um, uh, Borg and Moreno? Not, like, both of the top fights here, that we're seeing minus 265 and Moreno plus 225. I know, Lou, you're like me, uh, you try to be the dog catcher here, but uh, some pretty big favorites off the top here. Uh, anything that you're looking forward to from a, a dog perspective uh,
2: on the card? Yeah, there is. It's just, but Moreno's not one of them, unfortunately. Borg, I think, is a, a kind of a bad match for him, even though he's coming off a loss. And, uh, I, I will tell you that even though she's not an underdog, you can still get Joanna Ian check. And you could catch her currently. I'm, I'm just looking at the price. She's minus 130 currently across a lot of the price boards. She opened this first fight against Rose, 450, went to 760 before she closed and got beat. She opened this fight about 210 or minus 200. Now she's minus 130. This is absolutely wrong. Uh, We're going to catch Joanna, and we're going to catch her as the best fighter she's been in her career, next saturday night so 10 10 days from now and and i don't think the markets have caught up on this but this this is this is going to be a one-sided fight i believe and joanna minus 130 is lay down i i would recommend anybody get that price now
0: Sometimes you get value as a favorite,
2: right, buddy?
1: <laughs> I agree with Lou. I, I I agree with Lou's assessment on that fight with Joanna. I agree. I like the fact she's landing low right now, Lou. There's not a lot of glitter, and glamour, and uh, late night TV appearances. I think Joanna's all business coming into this fight
2: absolutely she's she's addressed the weight cut and and she's not going to have any excuses and rose is going to catch her in, in a and i think it's a bad spot for rose as much as i respect and and uh, like to see her fight i will you know we'll have to go out and earn it but i'm on i'm on joanna a number of ways here mostly just different you know i t- i i was unfortunate enough to think that 140 was a good price before it moved to 130. So I've been following her all the way down. They're as far doing. As a... Go ahead, Lou. As far as a decent underdog, I wanted to answer Cam's uh, question. I know this Calvin Qatar is a badass, and he showed himself really, really well his last fight out, and Moicano's coming off a loss. But I, I like. I think I like Moicano in this spot. I'll be watching the weigh-in closely to see how this all comes about. But uh, Moicano, I think, has more ways to win here. Qatar really going to want to keep it standing and strike with this guy. And as bad as he is on the feet, meaning a badass, I think Moicano can hold his own standing. And if it gets to the ground, Moicano has advantage. I like the dog price on the Brazilians. We'll lock in the
1: best bets. Uh, next week uh, for the UFC uh, card pretty nice card actually and some nice betting uh, betting spots uh, they're doing the press conference as we speak right now there's a, a phone teleconference going on I'm seeing the, the the live updates from our boy Aaron Bronstetter. oh yes our, our mr friend. UFC update yeah. uh, reporter now so yeah our boy our boy uh, Orville. On top of this, right now they're basically arguing as we speak. Uh, he's saying you're not even a real champion, blah blah blah. So of course the Conor McGregor shadow looms over this fight. And uh, Middle Easy is a good website, uh, Lou. You know it's it's you know it's edgier for for MMA sites, but Middle Easy they have a rumor mill that's been pretty accurate actually on a weekly basis. It's a fun read, and uh, they're reporting that they hear that uh, the UFC is trying to get, and they're close, that he's probably going to do it. The Conor McGregor, remember they used to do this, but they don't do it anymore too much, but Conor McGregor will enter the octagon after. And you know the UFC's trying to get him to do this, so then he publicly can't get out of this. Exactly. Right? They're trying to get him into a damn cage, so they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, once you come? Because right after, they're going to say, F you, Conor, whoever wins this fight, you suck, you're not even a real champion, you've disappeared, you're a pussy, you're gone. <laughs> Right. So I think that's the way they're going to approach it. So it'll be interesting to see. I think Connor could be back in the mix uh, here, Lou. Like I said, they're working on it right now. I think Connor realizes that his rep is taking a hit, that if he wants to be known as a champion, he's actually got to fight champions and not just these exhibitions.
2: Uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, To me, Connor is the same as Floyd—a non-factor. I'm worried about this fight card in ten days, and then the Phoenix fight card afterwards. Connor's a myth, and until he signs <laughs> something or does something, he can go jump in a lake. <laughs> <laughs> I like
1: your style. Jump in a lake. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not Connor's biggest fan. I'm not Connor's biggest fan either. But I'm just uh, stating. I think he will be back in the mix uh, here, although. I don't know. The guy's a pain in the ass to deal with. And, you know, the the know world. What I, know what, though? Money talks. B.S. walks,
0: I mean, right? Think, <laughs> you, you they, know.
2: They're going to have to manicure a fight for him. Who, who, who can well, they that's care of the isn't that isn't going to take him down to the floor and just wipe him out?
1: You know, that's the thing. I mean, he comes back. Listen, they can make a lot of money. They could do this in Ireland. They could do it in Russia. Conor talked crap before about going to fight uh, Khabib in Russia. Go do it. You know, fight in a stadium. They could actually take, this could be, you know, a massive global type of fight if Khabib could win this fight with Ireland versus Russia. And Khabib's been smart in calling out Ireland, too, specifically. Like, he tries to get under Connor's skin a little bit, but Conor has a lot to lose there, and I doubt he ever wants to get into a cage with this guy.
2: That's what I was gonna say. That fight is scheduled for the 10th, the 10th of never.
1: <laughs> Lou Lou from Gamlu.com bringing the heat. Always a pleasure, Lou. Thanks for the time. Don't forget Have a to great a d- week, boys. Don't forget to DM me your baseball pick. You got it. <laughs> Tony Sinkata just sent a message. Oh, what is he saying? <laughs> he's got his survivor uh, pick in. Oh, he's ready.
0: <laughs> if you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to
1: dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Lou from gamblue.com for joining us. www.fantasyfactor.com. Great, uh, great, great um, daily fantasy uh, site for the recreational player. Single entry, own contest only. $100,000 free contest that Cam. Uh, baseball uh, contest. Free, free to enter $100,000.
0: I like free, Gabe. You know me. I
1: like value and I like free. I don't like paying pay for anything. Well, we're going to get some value picks. Uh, from Cam Stewart, from Steve Shrimps too. Yeah, the Houston the Houston Open. Yeah, I think Tony Cinca is going to join us in a minute or two. Actually, interesting
0: tournament too, Gabe. Uh, I know we're going to do the DFS hour uh, at six o'clock, but this is a really interesting tournament. Like, think about some guys like Phil Tune up to the Masters, right? It's the Shell Houston Open. What are the What are the top dogs going to do? Are they going to work on their game? Or are they going to try to win the tournament? A guy like Stenson who gagged late, you know, Justin Rose,
1: guys who can't
0: uh, close the door. This in is a tournament
1: that my boy Kenny Perry won years ago.
0: Yeah, Kenny Perry used to love the Shell Houston. Open.
1: You know what? In a, in a distant uh, year when I used to actually win golf bets, too, yeah. I could swear Freddie Couples won here once over at the Shell Open years ago.
0: Yeah, well, Freddie Couples always did well at Augusta, too, right? He had this nice uh, two-tournament swing.
1: This is a pretty easy course, isn't it?
0: Uh, I wouldn't say easy. I'd say it It plays, yeah, it's like kind of Augusta Jr. There's a lot of things that are similar there. Um, but the thing that's really interesting about this course is I think a lot of the guys who are favorites, I'm actually going to try to stay away from them because I think it's more of a fine-tuned job I was rather say, than rather than. I, I think a lot of mid-tier guys are where we look this week. I was going to say I
1: think this might be the week that Spieth actually steps up.
0: Speeth won this tournament. And I think he's the defending champion. He he. Remember Texas. Spieth, but there's a, a couple other guys on the list that have played well here. Daniel Berger, a couple other guys. But Ricky we'll talk Fowler about is favorite. Oh, yeah, people love Ricky this week. It's cool, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, yeah. He, he'll play well. You know what, Gabe? He might play well this week. I hate to say it. Uh, he hasn't been. He's overrated. Let's call it out for what it is. He's over based in DFS all the time. He won't get you that uh, big win, but this I wouldn't be surprised he was top five this week.
1: All right, so uh, Florio wants to know what your top baseball pick uh, for tomorrow is. Our top pick? Your top pick. My top pick? I said my, I'm I'm taking the Angels. He he didn't like my pick. He's like, ask Cam. Ask
0: Cam. (laughs) Ask Cam. Okay, like I'm looking at, uh, no, I'm not going to lay, I'm looking at the Phillies, nope, nope, nope.
1: Cam's best bet of the day tomorrow. Best
0: bet of the day. So far, I'm going to put in my pipe and smoke it here. I'm actually going to do this, and I, I think I think the Chicago White Sox at plus 140 look real good to me. It'll, It'll be on the White Sox. Sox.
1: Yep. Best bet of the day. Tomorrow. I would say it's my best bet. Like that's something. Well, to pull the trigger on that's right the right question now. we just oh, asked okay. you. Best, best, bet, of of best bet of
0: the day. Best bet of the day.
1: Yeah, like uh, what? Uh, Azcada. What part of the question didn't he get there?
4: <laughs> yeah, you know, he's a little nervous. It's the first game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he wants to start out going over five hundred. He's a little, he's a little nervous. <laughs> so he's like White Sox. I'm like, all right, that's your best bet. Well, I didn't say it's the best bet. Yeah. It's like that's the question. What's the best bet of the day? Sound like Jeb Bush a little there. Yeah
1: Yeah, exactly. What are you, Marco Rubio?
4: (laughs) Answer the damn question! Answer the
1: question, jerk!
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Actually, you know what? We're waiting. I I like the Mets. All right, the Mets. At minus 140. Sounds they like, will be on my card. That sounds like a dangerous best no, bet. It, well, I, I'm not going to lay it down with the Dodgers unless it's <laughs> minus one and a half, minus 40. Dude, there's tough games tomorrow. Like, look at the cards. I like, think the
1: Angels provide the I, best bet tomorrow.
0: I don't know, man. <laughs> Oakland is a home dog. Like, there's no, there's no
1: lock with the Angels at a buck 31 on do you the think, road. What do you think of uh, Garrett Richards versus Kendall Graveman tomorrow,
4: Tony? Uh, I like Garrett Richards side of things. I think that uh, that game's gonna be a little lower total. Both guys keep balling around there, and uh, I'll tell you what, my best bet. And I wish we didn't have this humidor thing because now I think a lot of people are gonna be on it, and I would actually bet it today. I like Colorado and Arizona going under nine. And the reason being, Colorado has four left-handed bats in that lineup, and they're going to go against uh, Patrick Corbin, who it's crazy that he's getting the opening day start, that they're actually yeah. targeting the left-handed bats in game one. Like Arizona's bringing out a pitcher matchup in game one.
0: Interesting. I like Arizona. I kind of leaned to Arizona in that game. That's a
1: tough game, dude. That's like Betty
0: Cavill's. John Gray's been
4: pitching unbelievable, and I think he's really a legit pitcher. Uh, you know, if he didn't pitch in Colorado, so the nine total in this game is huge. I, I love the under in this one.
1: See, Tony, I know who your survivor uh, pick is going to be, but yes. I won't share it right now. Do you want to share it or keep, keep agree, it under wraps? Yeah, I agree. I
4: agree that uh, the the Dodgers is going to be the <laughs> the pick. So I'm going to go with the other favorite on the road. And uh, Gambleu mentioned them, the Boston Red Sox. I'm going to use <laughs> in that one. You
1: know what? I'll be brooding against you because I think I'll be betting on the Rays tomorrow, Tony.
4: <laughs> you know what? I like no, Chris, the best Chris, Chris, tomorrow on the Rays. I Archer. like it. The price yeah. is too big. Yeah. So then you're just hoping for a split right after that. <laughs> yeah. You know, if we can win the next three.
0: Interesting. I don't know. I I might go to the, know. the
4: game Sunday. Um, actually, I might drive down to the game. But I, you know what? It's crazy. I, I how long of a drive is that? How far is Jacksonville? That's about from two Tampa. and a half hours. But I got a feeling that you know what? If Jesus is really going to come back on an Easter, I would do it on April Fool's Day. So, I, I might stick around.
1: <laughs> you don't want to miss him if he comes, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't know want be at
4: the ballpark. we will say, "Oh, Jesus!" Well,
1: <laughs> nah. Listen, I, I'm going to guarantee you something right now. Yeah. If Jesus does return, yeah, it won't be in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, someone's going to say, you won't believe me. You just missed Jesus. He was just here at Zaxby's.
4: <laughs> Zaxby's. He
1: just left. He had the breakfast buffet, and he split. Like,
4: hey, he was just here. Yeah. Oh, Zaxby's. What about, the tw-
0: what about the Twins and Orioles? I'm not so high on the Twins this year. They seem like another trendy pick that, you know, the wins might oh, be a little twins? bit too high. Yeah, Somebody
1: asked me about the Twins last night, actually, at 84 and a half, and uh, I think it is a little bit too, too high. high. Last year, and what's your take on this, Tony? Yeah. I was debating this last night. Teams that win a million one-run games, you can argue they're good in one-run games. You can argue they got damn lucky, but the Twins remind me of the Raiders coming into last year. When the Raiders were a 12-4 football team, and I kept telling people their winning margin was like eight points. <laughs> I was like, guys, yeah. You know they got they won this game on a two point conversion. They lost. They won this game because this team missed a field goal. And yeah, I'm not taking away they had a good season. But Tony, I look at the Minnesota Twins. Uh, 85 wins last year. Their 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 run differential, dude, was 27 runs. Was yeah, 27 so. divided by 162? We're talking like zero yeah. like two eight. You know, like they they didn't even win by it. like the, the their margin of victory cam was so freaking thin. I don't know if they're good or they just got lucky last. One year. One thing you learn about baseball,
0: in comparison, like when teams get overhyped and these and these early season win totals go like jump like three or four games. Like Gamble talked about it, Kansas City was 76. Boom, it's down to 71. You got a middling opportunity. The Minnesota Twins are okay, but you know what? The hype behind this team—they're not that damn good. They're not. I, I'm taking the under. The division is pretty under. weak, though. That's it is thing. a weak division. The Detroit
1: Tigers are yeah, the horrible. Play. Kansas City's horrible. Kansas City White Joker. Sox are
0: bad, but they're Getting a little bit Exactly. Better. Cleveland's amazing.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, w- one of them smart guys like Drew Dinkmeyer, uh, that group did a study one time on the one-run games, and basically it showed the next year that they they turn around the other way. And so it, it's a little <laughs> things. I don't like the Twins' bullpen. I don't like their starting pitching staff with Irvin Santana there uh, being a little banged up. I really think that the one thing is in, in this game – and he's trying to put a season together. They get to play 19 times against some of those teams in that uh, division. So exactly. I like the offense a lot, uh, but I think they're about 500, so I think it could go either way.
1: Uh, guys, a team that I am buying in, and there is a lot of hype, and Cam, it's everything you just talked about. The numbers went up with this team. The Philadelphia Phillies opened up in the 74-and-a-half range. It's been bet up to 76-and-a-half. The Phillies, they're not a... They're not like, uh, you know, trendy, trendy, like a pug dog trendy. They're, but They're getting there, though. Yeah, they're getting there. I'm seeing the columns pop up yeah, about the Phillies, about, a, you know, in the wild card hunt and everything else. Yeah. I don't know. They're not, I don't think they're as good as the teams in the West are, but you just mentioned it, the division that they play in. The Marlins legitimately might be one of the worst teams ever in the history of Major League Baseball. The Atlanta Braves are all right. I mean, you know, the yeah. Braves will win 75 games or something. Um, so you, got, you've got, you look at the division that they play in, and they're going to have an opportunity to rack up some wins uh, with the Philadelphia Phillies. They signed Carlos Santana. The Hoskins kid put up uh, you know, massive numbers last year in limited appearances. We talked about the Phillies last week, guys, but I'm standing by it. I'll go over the 76.5 with the Philadelphia Phillies.
4: You know what, I, I look at this team, I'd go under in here, and I really think it's going to come down to Vincent Velasquez. Uh, if he if he can win 10, 12 games, they're going to go over that total, but I look at this batting order, Cesar Hernandez in the leadoff spot, Odubel Herrera, we don't know if he's really a player, Mikel Franco, we don't know if he's really a player, Jorge Alfaro has to be the most overrated player I've seen, and J.P. Crawford there, so there's a decent batting order, there's some guys you mentioned there, but... Aaron Nola and and Jake Arrieta have a huge burden on them. After that, it's Nick Pavetta, Vince Velasquez, who's looked better out of the bullpen, and, is a starter, and Ben Lively. So three-fifths of that rotation is at least to be nice questionable.
1: You're yeah, not getting, but let's be you're real, not getting the we good side say, of the
4: number either. We that's could say
1: thing. that about 60% of the teams are Major League Baseball. Well,
4: that's why we have so many good teams and so many bad teams.
1: I was going to ask your opinion,
0: guys, about the Rays at 775 they lose. It's a little high. They, yeah, that's what I said. They lose Longoria, no Susa Jr. good. Yeah. The division, though, no, Tony, 78 wins. Yeah.
1: That'll be, I don't know, man. That's tough.
0: I got to go under the number there. I, I was leaning under
4: as under, well.
1: Under Tampa Bay.
4: If, in this division, a lot like the situation with Velasquez, right? You have Chris Archer. Blake Snell ends up being the guy that they think he is. You get a big boost there. Jacob Farrier pitched well last year. I'll tell you what, this is a team we'll be betting a lot of unders on this season because their offense has a little bit of desire. Carlos Gomez is going to be hitting fourth. He strikes out. If he played every day, he'd strike out 200 times. Brad Miller's hitting fifth. He'd strike out 200 times. Kevin Caramire is the third hitter. Did not span yep. the reclamation project. is hitting leadoff.
1: I don't like that team. I, 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 it's, what do you guys I, under? What do you guys think of uh, the San Francisco Giants? Eighty-three and a half. I just I bring them up playing the Dodgers out of the gate. Uh, Bumgarner hurt right away again, um, but they did. They you know they're making an effort. Obviously, I mean they they tried to get Stanton. San Francisco showing a willingness to spend money. They don't like sucking. They want to compete with the Los Angeles Dodgers. They bring in Longoria. They bring in McCutcheon. Um what's your take on the on the San Francisco Giants, uh Tony?
4: I'd bet under the eighty three. Um I think they got a, a little bit when you look at it They've had some bad luck, and bad luck is it's part of what what it is, and it is what it is, right? You look at the yeah, screw them and their bad luck, they won three World yeah, Cup exactly. yeah, They yeah. got old quick, though. I mean, you look <laughs> at it, Brandon, Brandon Belt's never done anything, Buster Posey's at the end of his career. Evan Longoria went 36 home runs in 2016, was down to 20 last year. Now he goes to yeah, bad ballpark n-
1: now in a worst ballparks, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Not Pence in the American Austin Jackson.
4: Anymore finish out that order. Ty Blotch is their opening day starter. I know. If, John, if Johnny Cueto doesn't come back to be in Johnny Cueto, which is the most amazing thing ever, because Johnny Cueto's been in two good pitches ballparks, Kansas City and San Francisco, he couldn't pitch at all, but he pitched great in the Great American Small Park.
1: Yeah, I know. That's a, that's insane. <laughs> that's a great point, Tony. You know what? It's interesting. I brought it up with Julio Turan. With the Atlanta Braves, remember Tony last year? They opened up a new yeah. stadium. He got
4: freaking torched in this stadium. Well, he's gonna, and it's gonna continue to happen. Uh, here's what happened there. They that almost need to trade him because of it. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's yeah. not
1: yeah. working in this park. That ballpark, and, and people like him, right? So, like, he's a good pitcher. He just got to get it. Like everywhere else, the guy's money on the road. Guys, his ERA is like one eight six. Oh, it's amazing. I he's know money on the road. Yeah, that's and It's a freaking launching pad.
4: Yeah, that ballpark is a huge advantage to left-handed hitters. That's why Freddie Freeman and Ziate, all those guys in Atlanta went well. But Turran throughout his career has almost led up a 300 batting average to left-handed hitters. So it's the one guy that got killed by the change of the ballparks.
1: All right guys, I've got some fun uh, specials uh, here. I kicked the tires on these uh, last night. I've been thinking about them. I'll start off uh, with you, cap. Number of hitters to have 40 or more home runs this year. Over, under four and a half. Over. And it's minus 175 to the over. For the record, there were five guys that had 40 or more home runs last year. Yankees might have a a couple of them right there already. So what do we got to get, five guys? Sold. I don't know. The baseball geeks uh, say, no, no, Judge isn't hitting 40-plus home runs. Tony, over, under four and a half players with 40 or more home runs this year. Last year, there was
4: five. I'm going to go under. I think when we look at it, um, you've got Stanton, who's a guy that uh, we can go, head to throw at 40 home runs, and I don't think anyone else is a lock.
1: I know, but no, that's the thing, and I know what you mean. You look at the projections of the home run leaders this year. Stanton is the highest one at 42.5. Yet there were five guys. Yeah. Someone's going to overperform, right? Like, yeah, but, but you that. need four of them to overperform. I mean, three more. All right, so you don't think that Aaron Judge can hit 40 home runs this year? Come on, Aaron man. Judge, i really- why are you so down on Judge? Everyone's down on Judge. What's up with Not this? Mean. Yeah,
4: so Aaron Judge last year was one of the craziest things. He struck out 35% of the time, right? And when you look at that, he had very similar numbers in every category to, uh, the, Atlanta, to uh, the Texas Rangers' Joey Gallo, except Ooh. for batting average. I think he could go down to 284 to 230 this season. Wow.
1: wow, you're calling oh, a big oh, decline. Oh. Big decline, but you still like the Yankees. Well, do you think? Stanton's going to be the one. Oh, to carry I think the them. team's stacked. I think Aaron right. is going to be a guy. What about what about Sanchez? It's not out of the question if Sanchez hits 40
4: home runs. Oh no, certainly not. But the, with a catcher, right? Unless they can, unless uh, Mr. Boone is creative, he uses him 20 games at DH, maybe 10 games at first base. Catches just don't get enough at bats.
1: That's the big question that nobody talks about coming into the year with the Yankees. Everyone can talk about their pitching staff, but the manager, guys. The manager. It's not easy being the manager of the New York Yankees, especially with the expectations of the murderer's row lineup that you have right now. Boone's never been a manager before, Tony. It'll be interesting to see how he does.
4: No, but he's got, you know, a family full of guys that they could sit around at the container table. Well, that's
1: you know, the thing. Remember Goose Gossage, me and Camp talked about this. Goose Gossage said the Yankees, you know, they don't even hire baseball people anymore. I'm like, yeah, because Aaron Bloom's not a baseball guy. The guy's father, his father was a player. His father was a manager. He grew up in clubhouses. He was a player for 14 damn years. And then a color analyst on television for the last five years. I'd say he's pretty much a definition of a baseball guy, Tony.
4: <laughs> can you get him on here uh, for a guest? Because I am... Uh, Who, Aaron Boone? No. No, Mr. No, Mr. <laughs> Rich Gossage. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gossage. Yeah, you want to bring yeah. on the goose? We can get yeah, he's up. the most overrated player in the history of baseball. <laughs> he talks a good game. I said the same know...
1: thing. The guy's pitching
4: yeah. about River, Mariano Rivera. Sure. It's like, shut up, dude. He's a hundred times better than you were. like, does, does he know that he owns the Major League Baseball record for blown safes? <laughs> and everybody makes us say, oh, he pitched two or three innings. No, that's not an excuse. Your team had the lead and you lost the lead. You own the record. You're not as good as you think you are.
0: Stanton's going to hit 50 home runs. Trout's going to hit 50 home runs. What about JD Martinez? Arenado's going to hit, I, uh, that's, uh, no, nah, maybe 40. I don't know. Man. How many guys? We got Cody Bellinger could hit 40 home runs. I hope so.
4: Oh, he had a tough end of the year. Quit living in the
1: past. Tony's down on your
3: guys.
4: (laughs) Uh, We're going to find out who
1: has the best sperm in sports. We'll get Tony's uh, take on that.
3: Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app.
1: We'll get to the egg sperm
0: debate. Sperm, eggs. I'm very close to that now with our new setup game. I'm very close to your fridge. Very close. (laughs) Wonder what's in there.
4: I bet there's a couple expired items in there.
0: Know what I love about Baranzai, you're, no, you're not wrong.
1: No,
4: you're not wrong. the things are you're, you're, you're not, not wrong. wrong.
1: I've got bottles of Pepsi in the back That's of that the fridge that have been there for like two years. That's right what
0: Morensi does. Like it looks like I, I, you look you look for a fresh one, but he's got like nine or t- like twelve like bottles with just a little <laughs> bit of
4: liquid Put it in the bottom. But you, <laughs> so you, you get don't a little, know little know where shake. From. Yeah, get a give a little little shake and shake. see if it fizzes.
1: Well, yeah, where's the carbonation? I, yeah, I have a hard time <laughs> letting things go. Evidently, I have a hard time letting things go. All right, so last year. Stanton hit 59 home runs. Aaron Judge hit 52. J.D. Martinez hit 45. Chris Davis hit 43. Joey Gallo hit 41. And we had a couple of dudes on the border here. Nelson Cruz, 39. Cody Bellinger, 39. Justin Smoke. there's no way. Justin That's Smoke's not happening. He, uh, he's, he's gone from 38 to 25 or something. Uh, Logan Morrison, 38. And, uh, wow. Edwin Encarsion. Uh, he can hit 40. He's the king of thirty-five. I know. He, yeah, he get, he'll get close. Man. He'll get real close. And you got Arenado, 30, 37. Uh, you know Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper could get there. I got Alini. Trout, I got Alenio Trout,
0: Stanton, Harper, Arenado, J.D. Martinez, Judge. Think about Gallo too, with more at bats. I know he
1: strikes out a lot, but man, he's he minus one seventy-five. But I actually, think I think it, we get five or six guys. I think it's going to
4: get. The question is, though, are they still going to be juicing the balls this year, Tony? You got, you got that to worry about. And a lot of those guys you mentioned, right, they did it one time. And it's sort of a suckers bet because we if it was 38, we could probably get 10. I know. I know. That's 40, big, yeah, 40, 40 is
0: a tough number. So that's a good point.
1: Four, yeah, 48.
0: 40. Exactly, yeah, a big difference with an extra couple home runs.
1: Wow. I, I still think we're going to get there, though. All right. So um, we've got – Number of pitchers to win 20 or more games this year. Over under
4: one and a half. Minus 140, Tony. Oh, I bet under. I, I mean, I really think we're gone from those days.
0: I agree, under. Clayton Kershaw is maybe the the one guy under. If you Kershaw, too. Even
1: Kershaw. Yeah, exactly. Even Kershaw. No guarantee. He's 17 no. and a half. You know, he's 17 yeah. and a half, his number. So even the books aren't like, oh, it's 19 and a half. 17 and a half. He's only won more than that twice in his career. As you mentioned, Tony, in today's specialty era, with Too the pitchers bullpen. all making 250 and $350 million contracts, it's not about stats anymore and leaving a guy out there. You're right. Like It's like, yeah, Clayton, you pitch well. You're getting out of here in the seventh
4: inning, sixth If inning. you went one and went even money, I'd still go under.
1: Year, last oh. year, last year there were none, none, yeah.
4: none. Yeah, a- eighteen. I think the last costo. guy to do it was a, Kershaw. Was a solo a half, Right.
1: Yeah. And look at these
4: teams exactly. going to six man
0: rotations and all this other crap yeah, too. Exactly, they what,
1: exactly what Tony just stated as well. Um When you look at the twenty game winners, guys, it won't be Chris Sale. No. It won't be Max Scherzer. It won't be Clayton Kershaw. You're betting this. R.A. Dickey won twenty games once. <laughs> Jay yeah. Hop, Porcello. Like yeah. you said, it'll be some journeyman dude that'll just pop out of nowhere and have an epic year, and then he'll fool some team into paying him big money.
4: And they'll say, and the coach will say, leave him out there. He'll never do this again.
1: <laughs> I, it's, that's the manager will know. Yeah, just leave him out there. Right? Yeah, he sucks in real life. Uh, I agree. Under under one and a half plus one hundred. That's very good bet. All right. Will any pitcher record fifty or more saves? Ooh. No is slightly favored at minus one twenty five. And really, who's going to do this? Only Kenley Jansen. I was talking to a numbers guy, Mark Lathrop, last night. And Tony, I don't know if you can back it up, but he stated that that a a reliever will only really even get like sixty two appearances max. Sixty five. Yeah. I, so, I heard sixty five.
4: Yeah. Yep. Sixty-five. So, yeah, you heard what we
1: were talking about,
4: right? So yeah. exactly.
1: So, so you're telling me he's going to get Jansen's going to get fifty saves out of sixty times
4: he's out there this year. Sixty-two times. And he's times? the only one because you look at the situation, right? Take take the Yankees, right? Chapman, if he he's not going to go three days in a row, they have so many. The Batanches and yep. teams all have great setup guys that they go to that other guy for the third one. Jansen might be the only guy even allowed to do it. And they
1: don't even, the Dodgers are all about a World Series, guys. You know, in September and stuff, if they're up by 12 games, you know, the Jansen, they could, nah, nah, Kenley, don't worry about it. Exactly. The answer is no. Will any pitcher record uh, 16 or more strikeouts in a game? This one's just more of a random one.
4: You know, it
1: could happen. Uh, 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 it yes. could happen,
4: but again, with the bullpens, I would. The knee, and, yeah, in the pit, that's uh, tough, uh, man. I'd probably go under that total. I mean, you can get Clayton Kershaw on a good day, and he, he mows it down. But
1: this is like one of the bets too. If they made it, will any strike get any pitcher get thirteen strikeouts? I'll be like, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. let's <laughs> bet this one. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Thirteen, fourteen, they sort of tap out. Will any team win a hundred or more games? Yes, is minus two seventy five.
0: Yes, there will be a couple teams.
4: Now, we've got some minus other. Minus Two seventy five. That's bad juice, though, I know, Tony. Yeah, I wouldn't bet that. Uh, All right. I, I would say f- no, but i certainly not betting it at minus 275.
1: Who's gonna, who can win 100 games? Nationals Houston. can win 100 the games. The Nationals
4: or the Astros? Astros? The Dodgers in that division will not win 100 games. See, when you predict the Nationals, though, to win 100 games, I know. How, many, how many times have you seen yeah. in the last three years Strasburg and a pitch every game? It doesn't happen. I know, exactly. I wouldn't even bet their win total is what like uh, really high,
1: uh, freaking high. I know that's actually ninety two and a half. They won. I was going to say they won ninety seven games last year. So yeah, you don't want to want to get to get to hundred. You know, it could happen. I got to tell you, know. the, the plus money on the no isn't bad. You just got to pray that the Astros just have like a bad two weeks at some point, right? And yeah. the, the math just I mean, doesn't they- add up.
4: People don't realize how loaded this team is. They got a guy, Brad Peacock, that's not even in the rotation. I know. That would, would be the number three starter on any other team. I know, I know. Um,
1: people are anointing the Astros. Yeah, one of the greatest teams ever already. No one's repeated as World Series champions going all the way back to the Yankees. What was it, 98, 98, 99, 2000? All right, so we got some other uh, Major League Baseball betting props here on the board. Giancarlo Stanton plus 350 to hit the most home runs in major league baseball this year. Aaron Judge is plus 500, Bryce Harper's 10 to 1, Machado 16 to 1, Cody Bellinger 16 to 1, Mike Trout 16 to 1. What do you think Tony of these numbers?
4: If I could lay a little money and take the field against Stanton, I would, and the reason being is because of the injury situation we've seen with him in the past few years. Like last year, he stayed healthy. So you can always get an injury to come and play, but if I have to pick one player, he's the one guy in that ballpark I would pick. But if I had an opportunity to go Stanton versus the field, I would go with the field. Plus
0: 350. That's what he said. The that's, what I like, I, that's the thing. With yep. the injury, you're getting plus 350 on Stanton versus those guys? I'll take yep. the plus 350 with Stanton, definitely.
1: You think, Tony, that uh, it's going to be a distraction for Bryce Harper with the contract status this year in Washington. What's your take on Harper coming into this year?
4: No, I don't think there's any distraction because I really think he's going to end up in Washington. I think that guy's got all the money in the world. I think Bryce Hopper wants to be one of these guys that play forever. He would have went to the Yankees, but I don't think that's going to uh, be a thing. I think it's down to those two teams. I think it's going to be a national. Could be a
0: Dodger. I think he stays in Washington. He doesn't
4: too. seem like an L.A. guy to me. He's got the long He's from, he, he's <laughs> from Vegas. Yeah, but he's 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 grown past hey, that. He's grown past he's, that. Oh yeah, he's mature. He's a family guy now. He's a family guy. Uh, American League Cy Young. Have you award ever seen winner. him hanging out on the Strip?
1: Not personally, no. but yeah, he does. Uh, Come on. <laughs> uh, American League Cy Young Award winner. Vegas High School is actually a baseball factory right now. Who's who's what's his name? Rizzo's from there too. Yeah. Correct. Um, American League Cy Young Award winner Chris Sale plus two twenty five. Corey Kluber plus two fifty. Carrasco eight to one. Verlander eight to one. Severino ten to one. I like Severino at ten to one. Paxton twelve to one. Severino, Ooh, yeah, at ten to one. He could rack up. Ws. I, think,
0: I think Severino at ten to one offers great value. He plays balls, a tough ballsy,
4: tough. Uh, hit he does, Tony. I'm just ball saying, ten
0: to 10 to one. I really like that price. Yeah, Paxton. I'd say, nah, nah I, I like his game, but no.
4: Paxton, it has a lot of things going for him because he's 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 Pitchers a park. quality strikeout guy, pitches park, but he just can't pitch more than twenty starts in any season. I know. Um, National
1: League Cy Young Award winner Clayton Kershaw plus one seventy five, Max Scherzer plus two twenty five, Noah Syndergaard plus five hundred, Strasburg fifteen
4: to one, Bumgarner that's my 15-1. guy right there. Who, Bob Garner? I'm going Strasburg. 15-1. F- he's 29 years of age. The guy was destined for greatness, and every time he pitches, he's, he's pitched great, but he can never he's stay on the field. He's that guy like Stanton last year, stayed on the field and put together a monster season. Steven Strasburg's going to do that once. I would take that shot this year. I like that. Like That's a good number. 15-1. One. One. That's nuts. Nobody's doubting his ability. It's only what he can pitch. He pitched 175 innings last year.
1: All right, so tonight... Uh, Another eight games in the National Basketball Association this evening. We'll talk some fantasy. We've got got a stacked deck uh, in the uh, lineup block live hour. We've got NBA basketball to talk, NHL hockey. And it's the Houston Open. Cam's got yes. a couple of uh, lineups ready to go.
0: I saw Tony's. Uh, Tony sent the email. Tony, we have a couple of the same guys too. Very interesting golf tournament here. You don't know. I don't know which big gun to start with. And Phil and uh, there's some real scrubs at the bottom. Like this is a very very like. No, you look at those sixty eight hundred. I am like, oh my god. Like last week of the tournament, you're like, ooh, these guys are good. Now you really got to pick your spots. And my
4: guy in Texas, the guy that owns Texas, isn't playing in this one. Jimmy Walk has always been a good player yes. in Texas. Yes, you are absolutely not in right. Fields.
0: I took a shot, I'll talk more about it on the show, but uh, Chris Stroud is a real cheap guy from Texas. I'm actually taking a couple of Texas guys, and a veteran player that actually needs to win the tournament game to get into the Masters, who wants to be there, is going to be on my card, too. So oh. we'll talk about that a little bit I later. like it, and
1: Cam didn't even say who it is, either. That's I was, a, a I was trying professional, to, yeah. A tease, there, yeah. A tease. Yeah. I, a tease. I, I think he's one of the most annoying
4: right. golfers in the world, So I, I uh, but I like watching him <laughs> being annoying. Um,
1: Masters now just two weeks away. Bubba yeah. Watson went down.
0: If you're going to, like, after that performance at the match play, Bubba Watson always plays Augusta well, Tony. And yeah. I still looked at him on my book. He was 24 to one on one. I think I bet, I'm not sure if bet 365, he's 25 or 26. But I'm saying, I told Gabe, it's a left hander's paradise. The way this guy moves yeah. the ball, too. Think about it. That is actually, when you break it down, a good value play for a guy that's in great form right now. He switched the balls. He can hit it anywhere. Length off the tee. All he has to do is kind of putt well, and he can win the tournament. I, I got McIlroy at 20, and I put, uh, I, I'm put i putting Bubba Watson on my card if I can get him at the, between 24 and 25. I wish you one. could
4: find a bookmaker where you could suggest odds to, because here's what I want to do. <laughs> I want Bubba at 40 to 1, and I'm willing to give the field three shots.
1: That's what I've said hey, time hey, and time again. Totally, like yeah. you, you can't do it because of gaming control board, but I've said yeah. the same thing. You've got like, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's literally 100 casinos on the strip in Vegas or on Fremont combined, 180, 130, whatever. You should be able to walk in and go, look, I've got $1,000. I'll take the Buffalo Bills if you give them to me a plus eight. And if not, I'll go down the street and I'll see if somebody else will. Right? As opposed to, oh, you know, you've got it up. It's like collusion, price fixing. (laughs) They all have the same damn numbers. It's annoying. Speaking of annoying, I know some people are not fans of this. Some people are. Uh, Augusta and the Masters have announced uh, in partnership with CBS, for the first time on master television broadcast, CBS will utilize shot tracer technology. Ooh, I, 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 I like, like it. Use it. Yeah. You got it. Use We're it. We're trying and to blend the technology with traditional coverage. Says Sean McManus. We've had good success on the digital platforms. We think it's time uh, is is right to introduce it to regular coverage on Saturday and Sunday. Tracer will be utilized on five holes: ninth hole, tenth hole, thirteenth hole, fifteenth hole, and. 18 told this technology routinely seen in regular PGA Tour events has been made available previously on digital-only broadcasted. Yes, so,
0: so it's the one tournament that people who don't even like golf are going to watch, okay? Yet the British Open, you can watch it at 4 o'clock in the morning to all the way in the afternoon. But, oh, we're Augusta. Our coverage is going to start. Oh, we're going to give you a couple extra hours this year. You want to grow the damn sport. Tiger Woods is coming back. You guys are idiots not to start it early on the golf channel and bring it into it. But, no, they don't do that. They do it for every other tournament. What are they they doing on YouTube, They're pissing money away. What are they doing on YouTube? Yeah, they're doing a couple extra things. Like they say, oh, we're going to give you a couple extra holes. But, Tony, you you know it's the only tournament you can't go wire to wire on this thing. It is a licensed print yeah. money, but oh the traditions of Augusta! What a yeah. bunch of stooges! The, the, the last, the last fifty, 50 final is. rounds.
1: It's ridiculous. You, yeah, I don't know. you should
0: have Brad, the Golf Channel starts golf every other the worst tournament. Can you imagine 94. that this oh, is I the Super Bowl, Tony?
1: Can you imagine at the Super Bowl they said, "Nah, tradition. We're not going to show you the first seven minutes of the game." Yeah, we're going to pick yeah. it up in the second. <laughs> we're going to pick it up so, in the
0: second quarter.
4: <laughs> I, pay, I pay for the golf coverage, so, right? The extra golf coverage. I do too. Yeah. And they only show, in the first thing in the morning, they only show one hole. Then they only show one group. Like, it's golf. Get a guy to follow the groups around and let me pick who I want to pick and charge me for it. I mean, how hard is that? Uh,
0: it's, just, it's just embarrassing. It's so stupid. It's the one tournament, like, you know what I mean? People get together. It's like, you don't even have to be a hardcore fan of the sport, right? And then I'm thinking, you're, you have the masters. You have the ability to make money. Tiger Woods is back. You could show the whole damn thing, and I gotta wait till what? Four o'clock in the afternoon.
2: Oh yeah, oh, but oh, we,
0: but we get but we get fifty eight minutes out of sixty with no commercials. Thanks for nothing, man. It's a joke. Hey, right, and Tony said it, Gabe. It's the, like one sport. Like I don't even know what the hell they're doing. Like you should never have a golf tournament where you're not showing the first hole to the 18th. They start every time to. Ooh, let's start from the 10th hole.
1: So really, t- Tony, earlier in the program, I brought up uh, JJ Watt's mother. Oh, yeah, And uh, the the, you the, like quali- p- the quality athletes, you know, we were talking about yeah. bloodlines and horse racing. And I said, yeah, well, uh, you know, J.J. Watt's mother's like secretariat. She's yeah. producing some pretty good football players. Good eggs. Uh, we talked about the Mannings. Good quarterbacks, but uh, goofy-looking kids. Yeah. Um, you know, um, <laughs> it all started because of Vladimir Guerrero, Jr., man. Unbelievable, man. He hit a home run last night. Looks just exactly like his father. But who's got the best uh, sperm or eggs in sport, uh, Tony?
4: I think Richard Williams, uh, the, the the Williams sisters, I think those are the people that you want to go in. <laughs> great and get call, Tony. Because I think they could be great in both men and women's events. Um, I, I really think that's the way to go there. And what about the Diaz uh, father? Uh, they smoke a lot of weed and they get in the oh, ring. Oh, the Diaz they...
1: brothers, the fighting. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Those... His, <laughs> <insane>. His <laughs> perfect, greatest athletic
4: <laughs> family ever, the Diaz brothers. <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't for the MMA, they'd be in jail. You know, they, uh, if
0: Venus and Serena Williams put you in like a leg lock, you'd snap your head. They are so fit.
1: I'd, like, Until, I'd love to get in I in know leg you would. You'd like to get, to get in that leg lock. Yeah, Serena can uh, serve my ass anytime. Venus, all right, too, but yeah, Serena's better. She was with Keyshawn Johnson. So. Uh-oh. Alright, we're talking ETFS on the other side.